0: hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Random Town podcast I'm Jason and I'm over and this episode is past the guacamelee one of my one of our prouder pun titles as we'll be sharing impressions or sorry you know what we'll be dipping into the Wii U game guacamele which is out on the eShop now and sharing full impressions later in the show uh, but before that of course we have news as we always do and on the news front it's been kind of quiet these last couple weeks at least in terms of variety of news there's been a lot of Specific things on a small number of topics. So we're going to be talking about Smash Bros. Both news and some rumors that are getting a lot of buzz. We'll also be looking at the latest Pokemon news from Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire details to uh, the franchise coming to iOS. And we'll have Jason Sales Corner with July MPDs and a whole lot more. And the audience just groaned at the thought of Jason Sales Corner. Yes, we have an audience. Elvis, who's sometimes on the show, I
1: guess won't is be. choosing
0: to be semi-silent except occasional moans and groans. And whatever that sound was. So, uh, yeah, so for, if there's any particular topics you want to hear, use the timestamps over at RamTown.com for this episode. Again, it's episode 78. And with that, we might as well just jump into the biggest newsmaker of the last two weeks, which was Super Smash Bros. for 3DS yeah. and Wii U. Sounds like it won't
1: be quiet on the Western Front.
0: Or any front, <laughs> I guess. So the um, so probably the um, the thing about Smash Bros. is like there was a lot of news... There are some rumors, and then there are the custom 3ds as well. So um, we're not going to really go too much into the smaller news. They now stuff like Nightmare Wizard from Kirby is now an assist trophy. Tongue Waggler Extraordinaire, Gearham from uh, Skyward <laughs> or Gearham, I mean no Gearham, I got it right. From yeah. Skyward Sword is an assist trophy as well. But uh, beyond that, like the bigger stuff is more broad. For example, we now know the single player modes that will be coming in the 3ds version of the game when it hits on October third. So I think it's the third, right? Yeah, the third. So um whatever the Friday is, yes, whatever that Friday is. So kind of sidestepping. Usually, you know, we learn all this stuff from Masahiro Sakurai, the head of the franchise, he posted it on Beaver's. But kind of sidestepping that, Nintendo just like threw a bunch of information on their website during Gamescom when you're in, when it was happening in Europe. So what we learned is that the main single player mode, at least that they've announced so far, will be classic. Doesn't seem like there's a full on adventure mode. This seems almost like a hybrid of adventure and classic. In that. You're progressing battle by battle down, like, a path of sorts, but the path branches, almost like uh, the RPG mode of Street Pass. The, what's it called? The dungeon. Street Pass. What was it called? Find street Me. Pit. Find Me. Thank you. So it's going to be kind of like that. There'll be different challenges, you know, one-on-one, multi, multi-person battle. But you're not battling on man this versus pass, though, team.
1: right? What? I mean, but you're not battling on paths, right? You're just finding like, a regular fight,
0: and then... Right, your character
1: walks on an overworld map. Yeah, and
0: right. then the map takes them spot to spot. But it's a little more adventure mode in the sense that you're choosing where you go a little. Like old classic... Choose yes, your own mayor, adventure game. Exactly. Like old classic, if you recall, was literally just like one, two, three, four, done. So this one's like one, two, or three, four, done. So, so that's the mix-up. And, um... Beyond just that, they're also adding. We've we've seen hints of this, but they finally confirmed where it'll be used. The intensity meter from Kidacris Uprising, which is a really cool concept. where you can set the difficulty from like the easiest thing imaginable to not so whatever easy. the game can push. Yeah, whatever the game can push out. Uh, that's going to be used for classic mode primarily. Possibly other stuff too, but so far only confirmed for classic mode. So, so that's going to help add replayability because that's that's been my issue with classic mode in Smash Bros. Like the other Smash Bros. Is just like. I played it a lot, like, the N64 one I used to play all the time, be like, oh, this is fun, like, I could play this over and over, but then Melee, I was just like, this is the same thing, I'm just doing it with a different character now. So at least you can up the difficulty and go back to get the extra trophies, because you unlock trophies, you unlock new customizable things for your characters, all that stuff. So they give it some more replay value with intensity, I think.
1: I like I like Classic mode. I don't think I've, I really I like it the
0: first run-through, but by, like, the 20th, I'm over it but this will help i hope
1: well i mean the, the fights are randomized
0: anyway but i guess true yeah true and in addition to classic they did confirm some stadium modes which are like the more mini game things so we already know about target blast we've talked about that before that's the like angry birds of sorts of it and there's home run uh contest is back and they're also doing multi-man smash which in past smash bros was the wireframe battle you know you against 100 oh, wireframe polygon team yeah now however it sounds like or it looks like it might be me fighters but that's yet to oh be and then an
1: alloy they've
0: been changing every time yeah, they have. You're right. So I guess Mie Fire is kind of the next evolution in that.
1: Pretty cool. It pulls me's from your 3DS. Could be That'd fighting, be super cool. Super random me's. Finding some Hank Hill, Some. <laughs> I have no me's on my
0: 3DS at all. Like I have you, and I have Elvis. Our crowd. Hi, Elvis.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And I don't even know if that came up in on the mic. Yeah. And I have um, like that's it. Reggie Miyamoto, EJ Numa. And and that's it. They're going to be finding a lot of developers. They're going to be finding a lot of reggies. <laughs> CEOs. Of reggies. Yep. A lot of executives that anyone that is outside the Nintendo bubble will be like, who is this random person? But, uh, yeah, the one thing I'm kind of bummed about, though, is... So there's Multi Man, there's Home Run, there's Target Smash, but there's no normal Target practice. I like Target pa- practice. I really like tar- the Target practice mode. Like I used to play it all the time in the N64 one. Oh, it's I was kind there. of sad that they just like replaced it with Target Blast.
1: Well, I mean, it's been going downhill as of late. I mean, for the first two games, they they had like custom maps for every single character, like and like I'm not remembering. Um, Luigi had one. Like they were all designed specifically for their like abilities. Mm-hmm. And then in brawl, they just had five
0: different ones total, just for all the characters. Right, that's true. I guess N64 was the. And it also had items it. thrown in, which was kind yeah, of yeah, that ridiculous. was kind of dumb.
1: So it was just like I don't know. I mean, that just meant that there was. An easy way to do it with certain characters, and then, like, for other characters, it was just frustrating because, right, obviously, every character handles differently, right?
0: But and now I think about it, I think I only really enjoyed it in the early smashes, yeah. Those are so, the that was good, yeah. But, so, yeah. either they need to bring back the original, well, they're not apparently, but they should bring back like the original I target, it could still come to the Wii U one, that's true. Yeah, this is only 3DS, that's a good point. Yeah. And our another thing they actually confirmed for 3DS, I don't know if you saw this yet, this like just happened in the last, I don't know, 36, 48 hours. Uh, they confirmed that the music player. From or uh, well, the music player's obviously back, but they're 3 3DS-ifying it in the sense they can now put the system in sleep mode, keep the music going, use R and L to shuffle songs, and they again are bringing in a crazy all-star cast of uh, composers from Japanese franchises so and turning
1: companies. turning 3DS into a um, music yeah, yeah,
0: so that's kind of cool. It's a nice touch, and they put they put some song samples up on uh, smashbros.com. I don't know if you... have you heard of them yet. They're they're pretty good. I mean, they're just like forty five seconds each, but yeah. but they're they're Smash Bros. music, all right.
1: That Smash Bros. music is always good.
0: Yep, and uh, beyond that, I mean, that's it for like modes and stuff. In terms of characters, the big reveal they did these last couple of weeks was that Meta Knight is back in action. But uh, because of the lack of gliding in the new Smash Bros, they aren't letting him do his glide move. His up B is now—it's uh, still called Shuttle Loop, apparently—but instead of gliding after you do a quick little loop-de-loop, you do two slashes with your swords and you just come back to earth.
1: Still trying to figure out how the two slashes would look. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean I, I like I know. based on the picture, it was just hard to
0: yeah but either way it i mean i like gliding it's kind of i both. didn't use to be honest i didn't use it that much yeah. like, well, i played I mean, Mark and tune like mostly but when i was Meta Knight, occasionally it was just fun like, to well, soar around
1: gliding was just the best with metanite was just well i mean not that like that was the reason he was like the best character it was just really really fun with him. yeah like i remember just like i mean you could fly throughout the whole level of um hyrule temple Mm. And then just like start all the way on the top, go all the way to the bottom under the stage, go back all the way to the top higher than where you started, which is no, should be impossible for any fighter, right? And then do your up B to go into a second glide and go like through the level again. Yeah, I mean it. It was pretty ridiculous. Just like how which much might be why they got. killed it. Yeah, I mean it was also like with Pit, like they just they were just really hard to die, like to kill. I mean, mm-hmm. but I mean they have also I mean it looks like they made every kill every move a killable move so
0: yeah what's interesting though is like Man knight if correct me if I'm wrong Man knight was considered too powerful in the competitive world right um, like he was yeah, his own he, tier that was like banned in some cases yeah he was like an s tier so like how much do I bet that part of um in addition to changing his attack how much sure I bet they're nerfing him
1: most likely I mean I they remember to, right? I mean a lot of his issues were just that um he was really fast all his moves like constituted like all his attacks like just made you flinch it crazy, and he just, he was just really good at um, I guess what you call gimping, like when you knock someone off the ledge. Uh-huh. He was really good at just like chasing people down and making sure they die because he has a lot of flight and he could just like right. Him. He could we'll just keep, hang out at the very bottom of the yeah. He'll get rid of your second jump. He'll like make sure your a B like doesn't do anything like yeah yeah. Not many characters can do that. Like it's even harder for Kirby to do it. Or right, right. Others, other flyers.
0: Yeah, but it. I mean, I guess it was a given that he's coming back. But yeah, the lack of gliding and lack of his ability to do that is definitely going to change things a bit.
1: Yeah, and we'll have to see how... exactly how they're going to nerf him. I mean... They, I mean, they are, I mean, sure. I, mean, I mean, in all fairness, like he didn't do that much damage, but it didn't really take that much damage to kill you with Meta Knight. I remember, like, two hits with Bowser on Meta Knight is like 50-something hits with Meta Knight on Bowser. Right, right. So,
0: but right. Yeah. You know, he's not... The, the gliding thing isn't the only thing that's being shaken up with Smash, though. Like, uh, they're doing this thing with... So they have the special flag item from. Uh, it's from a Namco game, like yesteryear Namco game. I don't know which one, but it's just... I thought that was a taunt for Pac-Man when like they first. Yeah, so did I. But it turns out this thing. We actually,
1: thought a lot of things were what like something were else. not when the Pac-Man
0: yeah. thing came out. Yeah, a lot of like, the, the little Galaga just, things were not. They're items, yeah, yeah. but uh, in the case of the special flag, it's actually like kind of a. It could be a game changer if you enable it. That's the thing. If you enable it, because what it does is, it if you hold it up above you long enough for the flag to raise, I guess. Uh, You automatically get a a life back if you're in stock battle, or you automatically get a kill added to your score if you're in time battle. In other words, it just changes. It's no longer stocking kills based strictly on actually keeping your stock actually killing. There's now an item that can just skew everything. Sakurai, I mean, it it, it, it it can turn on and off. It
1: it depends how long you have to hold it up. I mean, if they make you hold it for a long time, I mean, it's just like. I mean, it's, it's not any different than getting the dragoon pieces. I mean, well, yeah, that's like if someone gets it, like, oh, it's like basically an automatic kill. If you get the
0: smash ball, you're yeah. like guaranteed one well, kill. Yeah, yeah. Well, not always. I've had smash- well, I mean, well, You could screw up the smash ball. No, no, not I've always. Done that. I mean, or you can just the players could just not get hit very far depending on the final smash. Well, but I
1: mean, depending on who uses it. But yeah, so.
0: but it's like I mean, it's not necessarily a, a game breaker. It's just kind of interesting that like it's not even like you have to find the dragoon pieces or you have to like use the smash ball correctly. So <laughs> you're like, if you find a nook where you can just stand still for a minute, three point. Well, it depends. If it's like um assist
1: trophies and you're forced to stand in place wherever it is, yeah. Because assist trophies, you can't like run around and activate it in the same spot, like Pokeballs. You have to. Just, yeah, like, the second you grab it, yeah. Yeah, and if someone knocks you out of it, then you won't be able to use it. That's true. We don't know. So if it's like that. If it's then. like that. I don't know. I mean, since it's an item and it just means like okay, it's like basically just for fun. Then right. I don't really mind it. It's just like oh, it's just
0: another thing to fight people over. Yeah, and I mean it is kind of uh, on the on the flip side of all the negativity. Because I, I mean saying... we don't have enough of those already. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean it's already four. Yeah, I mean, there's the Dragoon there's parts. The there's the Smash Ball. There's the Kid gun. thing. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. And now there's this. So four. The Daybreak. Yeah, Daybreaker. So now there's four. Um, but yeah, I just going to say, I mean, if you look at the positive side of it, yeah, it is kind of just another fun thing to chase after. But it just seems like, I don't know, it just feels uncreative to me. It's just like, make them do something with it, not just stand Mine. still. It's I don't know. It's the
1: one thing they haven't done yet. They haven't stand, stand still. They haven't cre- don't fight. Don't move. Like, actually, that's true. It
0: is kind of the opposite of what it's you this- normally do
1: yeah i mean it's like the one item or ability they haven't put out yet i mean they haven't given you any item that just gives you a life back
0: yeah that's true actually i didn't think of it that way I mean, but it's, it's interesting and standing much.
1: still i mean you're sacrificing defense you're like I
0: don't know, yeah is it really worth and you're, you're definitely, definitely vulnerable you're definitely vulnerable because you're like holding it up above you kind of like in
1: the um, the warrior state where one of it is to stand still and you could right. either stand still and maybe get a star or health back or you could go just, massacre everyone else yeah that's standing still
0: yeah Thought. Yeah, so I guess I that's guess being too hard on. I didn't think it did. But it, it's still an interesting dynamic that they're adding to the game. Um, but going back to characters for a sec, just backpiling real quick. We should probably mention Zero Suit Samus has some alternate costumes that cause a little bit of a brouhaha on the inner Um, So for those who haven't seen it, they're based on the post-game still artwork, like, drawings of Zero Suit Samus after... Um, Zero Mission and how she looks after Metroid Fusion. Samus goes to the gym. Yeah, it's her in like a like, you know like shorts and like a workout like top and yeah sports bra thing. And I mean by a Nintendo game standard, people that don't know the backstory of that, it's you know this is what she wears under the suit type of thing. They've been in other games; they're not just out of the blue. It looks really random and skimpy, and
1: it, really, it I mean, made
0: people like kind of freak out a little. On the the images, are, I guess like when you beat the game,
1: yeah, it looks like they're not what she wears under the suit normally. It looks like what she wears. Oh, there. yeah, but she's, she's not in the she's suit, just yeah. out on the town or whatever. Right. Like, she of them is out with
0: her gal pals, but she doesn't have because she she's alone. flies solo. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. her, and, her and the uh, baby Metroid go, go to Baby Gap and whatever. The baby Metroid died, Jason. Whatever. I'm not... I didn't tell you what part of the timeline I'm talking about. The point was... Also, spoiler alert to someone somewhere. But, uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny how people reacted to it, I feel like. Because, like... We know the backstory, so it's no big deal. But so many people were like, oh, no, Nintendo, like, what are you doing? And then they even had... Like, I even had to put a disclaimer of sorts of, like, uh, th- a female designer did this, you guys. We're not being sexist. We're not being... It was a female designer. It's like, he preemptively knew this might raise some questions. And <laughs> Are people getting- A very horny designer made of this. <laughs> yeah. Versus just, like, an actual female designer who thought it would be a cool outfit to get the person or whatever. Yeah. But it's just... uh it's just kind of funny how people freak out. I mean, it, it's Smash Bros. It kind of, for a second, if you just glance at it, it's like, oh, Smash Bros. is going dead or alive on us. Minus the jiggle, wow, jiggle that's, physics. That's,
1: that's a huge, like, jump.
0: I like, know, I know. That's why I that. said People are basically, like... I mean, I haven't seen that exact comparison, mm. but it's in that vein of, like, how are they doing this to Smash Bros.? It's rated really an E10+. plus. it's just like, guys, it's just like a workout yeah. outfit or, like, an out on the No, it's just the internet. People will yeah. look over anything. People get overly sensitive. But for Metroid fans, it's an awesome little bit of fan service. Like, for like, you know, Metro fans have beaten Zero Mission or or Fusion or know of it. Um, I guarantee you, though, even... Yes, it's cool to us, and yes, people are freaking out, but no matter what, there are going to be so many pervy screenshots once the game's out, because, you know, you can basically... Pretty
1: sure there'll be pervy screenshots even Yeah, but it doesn't help
0: when your character's not wearing clothes (laughs) or only wearing half clothes or whatever, so... Brace for that, you guys. Brace for that. Brace for that, internet. Uh, But yeah, beyond all this official news that we were talking about, there was also... A lot of chatter based around some supposed leaked screenshots and corresponding info that went myth- that went with it. And this is like uh, more character stuff. So if if it's correct, the rumors kind of break down as following, and it's hard to say if it's correct. So according to the rumors, Snake, Lucas, Ice Climbers, and Wolf are all cut. A layer rumor suggested they'll come in as DLC at a layer point along with the chorus men from Rhythm Heaven, which have been rumored for a while now. And instead of these guys being in there, there's going to be new yet to be unveiled characters. Again, according to these rumors. Uh, so Shulk, would, of uh, that's how you say it, Shulk. It's yeah. spelled Shulk. Of um, Blade will be in there, and that that's been expected for a while. Bowser Jr. will be in there, and the Duck Hunt dog will be in there. So if it's true, or just Duck Hunt, as the game calls it,
1: yep.
0: right, right, because the ducks are with him, so it's, it's really, just an encompassing, yeah, all-encompassing all duck, duck Hunt experience. Do you play as you play as the cartridge. You
1: play as a levitating zapper.
0: Yeah, actually, that would be kind of awesome.
1: Or you play as an NES with the zapper being one hand and, and the controller, controller being, being the other, early. and then the le- yeah, the AV cables and the adapter are the legs. You should go work for Sakurai. And then your Final Smash. Do you imagine like,
0: if every console was a playable character?
1: And then your Final Smash would just be like, oh, grab a Wiimote, and then it makes you wait until you grab one, and then you actually play
0: Duck Hunt with the characters. Day. They- Wait, it would actually tell you go get a separate controller. Yeah, <laughs> hook it in, just wait, pause the game,
1: because it have it to up. be
0: authentic. I guess, I guess. But what what it really is, first Bowser Jr., if this is true, if it's true, this actually sounds cool. I kinda hope this one's true. But he won't just be a character running around on his feet. He'll have his little hovercraft propeller clown face thingy and use that as his weapon. So he can like throw cannonballs out of it and like do stuff like that. So instead of be a character on his own legs, he's kinda hovering around and doing that so sort he won't of thing. Run? See that's that's where I don't know if the room, that's where the rumor starts to fall apart because like if how does he stay on the ground? How does he I do mean, ground mean,
1: He could. I mean, there's been char- maybe it has mechanical. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's, there's been characters like that in other games, like um, mm. like a Marvel vs. Capcom. There's a character Modoc. He's just like a floating head. Yeah, yeah. But he's just floating the whole time. But they kind of fix that by when when he's like just in um, I guess a neutral position, just yeah. standing. He's still just levitating somewhat off the ground. So yeah, and and then when, then when the he power. jumps, he just like kind of levitates high.
0: higher, right? And, and they could totally do that with Bowser Jr. if this is true. Yeah. Then Duck Hunt Dog or Duck Hunts another interesting one because it'll be the dog, but with ducks on his back, and the ducks can do like projectile, far away attacks, and he'll do the close up stuff. I want to see his taunt, th- yeah, the last. yeah, in full HD three three D render. But uh, again, it's hard to say if it's true. One interesting thing about Bowser Jr. I forgot to mention though is if he is real. To put, according to rumor, he you will also be able to be all seven Koopalings in lieu Bowser. He'll have eight different costumes, one for each Koopaling and himself. Jeez. That would be cool. And the rumor goes on to say that every character is going to have eight different costumes. Some will be palette swaps, some will be full on character changes. Like, Olimar, according to the rumor, will also have an Alf costume where he turns into Alf from Pikmin 3. So it could be Alf or Olimar.
1: That seems like a lot. It
0: seems like a lot, but if you think about how big like a, disc is, a Wii U disc is, they could fit it.
1: Oh, I'm thinking from the 3DS. Well, because he did
0: say uh, one thing that all costumes on the Wii U will also be mm-hmm. in 3ds. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that that's I mean, a, like, that's one sign that anime, maybe this is not a real. I mean, have
1: already there's already like confirmation that the 3ds game is like two gigs. Zero. Two point two point oh one. I mean, I don't know if that's a lot by game
0: standards anymore. I feel like I have no idea.
1: It used, to, it used to sound like a lot, but I mean, people have made
0: crazy amount of... I did learn today, speaking of game sizes, random tangent, apparently, I don't know if this is true, but apparently the original Sonic the Hedgehog was 20 megs in total, right? Three of those megs. Almost a quarter of the game was just the soundbite for Sega. I don't know if that's true, but that's what someone was telling me today, and I'm like, no way. So no, no that's, that's, that's It true. sounds about right, right? I heard it in a documentary about something. Oh, really? But I just find uh-huh. that really funny that like a quarter of the game cartridge was just one half second or like one second long Sega jingle. I don't know. It Shows how easy it was, or how uh, not massive games used to be. Sprites are tiny; sprites take up no storage. The games themselves were massive. The games were massive, but they were made of such tiny components that they matter. Um, okay. But yeah, so I don't know if the the, the costume thing's true or Bowser Jr. Is true or any of this is true. But uh, some things that make it seem less true are there the are screenshots that came out with it, and you can pretty quickly poke some holes in the screenshots. Um, one of the things I noticed is that the Jigglypuff in the screenshot because it all the screenshots are just shows like Rob being back and Jigglypuff and this and that and the next thing. Jigglypuff looks like one of the old hand drawn Pokemon art pieces for one of the games, just giving like a three D like curvature to it. Like it's the exact same pose. It looks pretty much identical. But then you have, like, Greninja, who is a totally new pose. So it's kind of like, why does Greninja get a new pose and Jigglypuff doesn't? Unless you're photoshopping a Jigglypuff into a screenshot that already had Greninja. That's the only way it would make sense. Like, why would they render one new and not bother rendering a new pose for the other one? It's a weird
1: Well, I mean, Greninja doesn't really have that many poses to work off of to begin with. Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff,
0: but they shouldn't need... All the characters have new poses. They shouldn't, like, be just stealing old Kanto generation artwork. I guess. That's issue number one I had. Issue number two I noticed is that or actually everyone knows this one, Shulk. When you look at the render of shulk they have a zoomed in one of Shulk in these leaked screenshots, you could pretty much match up Lil Mac's face to it. You could pretty much match up, actually yes, Jose, that is for all those that can't see because this is audio only, Jose just pulled up the exact artwork of Jigglypuff that the three D render looks based on. And you found that in what, two seconds? <laughs>
1: What's the first one?
0: Right. So there you go. That kind of suggests it isn't true. But
1: I don't know. Well, I'm gonna be looking at the picture again just to see. Cause I do remember her pointing her arm up that way.
0: But well, the whole like tilting the head with the eyes up and everything. But um, I'll go. I'll keep going with my like, the holes in this. Uh, Shulk looks like Lil Mac's face with a wig put on top of it. Like they flip Lil Mac's smile. He smirked like a frown, but his nose and eyes like line up. pretty There's another close. image though that
1: shows like um shulk and a victory
0: screen yeah but it's super like blurry blurry yeah so there's that problem with it and the third one and this one's what bothered me the most is i might be misremembering but i'm pretty sure that on the character select screens because there's multiple leaked screenshots some of the character select screens show the universe icon behind the characters some of them don't but they're the same screen supposedly the universe Like, you know how they have the symbols for, like, oh, if it's Metroid, you know, if it's, like, Zero Suit or Samus, they have the little Metroid emblem. If it's Pokemon, they have a Pokeball, like, those kind of, like, flat emblems behind them. Oh, yeah, behind behind the actual character you select? In a couple of the screenshots, you could see it in the background on the character selection. Not the little boxes, but, like, this is your character you chose. But then in other screenshots, they're not there. So it's, like, why, if they're from the same leak, why would some be there and some not? So there's some holes in it, but I kind of want Bowser Jr. to be true and i'm sure there's a lot of people that are bummed about ice climbers cuz they were kind of popular. So hopefully that part's not true. But but either way, it's interesting and this set the smash world on fire a bit. Smash Bros is talking all about, NeoGAF is talking all about it. it. was all over Nintendo blogs um, referring to that. But yeah, yes cuz they can see that. <laughs> May I? That's different though. Huh? No, it's uh well, think, hang on. All hang right. On, so I'm looking. What I think Jason Here we go. To, Let me rephrase. Is it, th- there's
1: an image that has some like i guess character pictures i guess like the actual art renders but it has like nothing in the background and then there are some that's when you're picking them and it actually has like their name and the emblem on top the emblem on top but the problem with the thing is now i'm looking at it again. yeah there's, there five, might be like, there's five characters on the other ones like that, that doesn't even look like it's a
0: that looks, yeah know, you're
1: definitely not playing anything when you're yeah i mean i mean there's never funny five cause, characters
0: it's fine because like you find new things and find different things each time you look at these. Like, that, I didn't know. Like, before I was misremembering, so yeah, that was the case. But then, like, looking at it now, for example. It's like, now that
1: there's five characters
0: there, we don't know what that means. It might just be the start screen. You'd have guess. to write it off at that point. But yeah, the weird thing about this now is that when you look at it again. Hang on, let me see here. Um, Yeah, the other thing is, why are the characters not next to each other? Because another... This is one that you actually pointed out before you were recording the podcast. Oh, yeah. Because I I, I, I forgot to mention there are clones now. Dr. Mario, according to rumors, back in, and Dark Pit is now in. And they're both clones, and they're not near their universes. Every character in every Smash Bros. is always next to its fellow castmates. Yeah, I I, I
1: remember saying that, but then I was reading, someone pointed out that, um... I mean, whether this is... I mean, obviously, whether it's true or not... Yeah. Um... I guess um, characters are usually not next, are not always next to respect to franchise until the roster is completely full. Like, that's
0: supposed to be complete though. Yeah, but if there's DLC, what are they taking that into account? They won't, because that's not what you're. When you buy the game, you're getting the full roster. Then they're giving you a second roster. Yeah, but roster. I mean that's. It won't make sense. I mean, to I, me. mean I mean, I, well, I mean,
1: whether it does or it doesn't, I mean, at that point, like, we can't just assume Sakurai is going to be doing the exact same for everything we just because right.
0: he did. But it makes it hard to pick the characters. Because, like, if I'm like, I want to play as Pit, why would I go top left for normal Pit and bottom right for I don't target? know. It doesn't make sense. I
1: don't know. That's, I mean, yeah. nitpicking something that precise feels kind of pointless. And you know what's just, funny just about it's this? It's you know what's funny about this? The more we nitpick it, the more likely it's
0: going to be true. Yeah, because,
1: I mean, for all we know, he probably just said, like, you know what? I am, he's going to put the clones next to each other. And that's it. Right. And we're just saying, like, no, like, we can't, yeah. It's, it's fine, because, yeah, like, the pointless.
0: more... <laughs> it's really just
1: pointless. Yeah, the more, like, it's the next character to be confirmed, and even if it's a veteran, we'll see the new CG render art, and then we'll be like, Oh, it matches up the right. mess or the look or right. whatever. And we'll either and then we'll know right away, Oh, it's fake or real.
0: Yeah, because I, I mean,
1: if it, if it does match up, it's definitely real. Then it's like, How the hell did they get the
0: art, the new render art, before they even announced the yeah. character? Yeah, the thing I found funny about this is, like, the more we nitpick and the more we, like, pick it apart and find everything wrong with it, the more I start to think, maybe it is real. Because Nintendo would do something yeah, weird uh, like that, or like, Nintendo would not think of that, or Nintendo cause, cause would Because I, I was reading through, like, some, I guess
1: just some forms yeah, form where, like, people were finding holes in the image that were yeah. later, that, and later on. Those like, just holes, now, when I was doing the yeah, and, and then those holes ended up being used as something to further prove that it is real. Yeah. Like, like, well, like one of the biggest things was, like, oh, there's, um a thicker line above Kirby's name and compared to the other characters where it's where it's thinner and then um, someone else pointed out like oh well that makes sense because um, the there's a glitch in the 3DS version that makes the bar randomly thicker on some of them for some reason and no one knows why now how do
0: they know that glitch we played Smash Bros. Did we see that glitch? I didn't see We, that. we wouldn't have noticed. How it's, did he notice? That might just be a guy making something up. I don't
1: know. I mean, apparently, this was like reported somewhere.
0: I mean, yeah. I, was, I But who reports that? Who notices that? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like an excuse. But I again, it's one of those things that it's so weird and out of left field. That's probably true.
1: That's another thing is that, like, yeah. like, how would this person know that that glitch
0: is even they a can thing? Make it like, up, not right. many people even knew it was a thing. They can make it up. That's thing. I know, yeah. But yeah, this whole thing is kind of like it's just interesting that these characters could be real. And I like the duck, duck hunt dog idea. It's, I, like it's like, I like how every Smash Bros has kind of a wacky character, and Duck Hunt Dog fits that bill. I like, like, the yeah, yeah, idea yeah, yeah. of Bowser Jr. Ju- oh, yeah, I see. And I you were that. just winging it. I was just winging it. I was just like, man, I'm such a, a quack-up. Ha <laughs> ha ha, that was horrible, I'm sorry. Anyway, no, was I was, was going to say, amb- that was super foul. I, uh, yeah, you might as well just uh, shoot me now. Wait, no, that, I mean, duck hunting, yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, and then, like, Bowser Jr., I thought it was a really cool concept. So, I would like these to be real, but I also would like some parts of the rumor to not be true, like the missing characters. So, we'll see. We'll know in due time. Game's yeah. out in six weeks. We'll know. But it's a fun discussion. It's always fun to talk it's about.
1: It's funny, it. like, I honestly don't even mind if, like, these characters are cut. Not because, yeah. like, I have anything against them. Obviously, they're fun to play as. But, I don't know. I mean, to me, like, I kind of just think of it as, like, oh, it's just another reason to maybe play Brog in one day. I sure. Don't, like, they like, differentiate. I, like, more. like, I, I like to go back to play them. Like, I mean, I. I don't know, if someone were to ask me, like, do I still like Melee? I would probably say no, because I don't really like the mechanics of Melee anymore. Sure, because you got used to Brawl. Yeah, I just don't like how it feels, like, as a game. Right. But I still like to go back to it just to play as Mewtwo or just to play Dr. Mario. Right, right. Not that I would, like, really want Mewtwo in a new game. It's just, I don't know, just a reason to go back and feel nostalgic, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, there's something to be said for that. And, I mean, I'm kind of glad Ice Climbers are gone. On one hand, i because Ice Climbers was a very unique character. I didn't personally use it, but I know a lot of people. Kind of yeah, like and there's
1: climbers. already enough new but, characters yeah, to make me kind of like. That's true. Well, Rosalina
0: and right, right like, ice, what? But the one reason I'm okay with they ice got climbers, the cold shoulder. Yes, they did. The one reason I'm they were put on ice. The one reason I'm okay with mm-hmm. Ice Climbers being gone is that no one can do that stupid chain grab across the whole stage. There is there's, well, I mean, friend there's ours well, I mean, well of, I mean,
1: a lot of people could do chain grabs across the stage, but they were able to not do as chain effectively grab. as Ice Climber because there's two of them. Well. They, they, were, they could stand on either side of you. Basically. No, no. I mean, what they could do that no one else can is chain grab you in place and just keep throwing you in place. Oh yeah, yeah. And, until, that's what I meant. Until yeah. you have like 300 damage and then just kill you. Yeah, that's
0: that's what I meant. They don't take it across. They the do danger.
1: have. Well, they do, that's
0: happened to me more than once by one of our friends. Oh, I only
1: know how to do the one across the stage with them. It's pretty fun.
0: Not for the person being tossed around like and, a like a sandbag. And
1: then one thing that only they could do is like when you take them to the corner where you can't chain grab them anymore. You throw one, you throw them down, mm-hmm. and then since I guess Nana can still take your inputs while Popo's doing another animation. Yeah, you can have her jump while Popo's throwing the character down, which will make them bounce up, mm-hmm. and then you can have her do a forward A move in the air, which will hit the character back down and they'll die. See,
0: those sort of traps you get stuck in. Just, I'm okay with that. like such a there. cool
1: like combo. It's
0: like, whoa! It, it, it's super cool, but I don't like being in the middle of them. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. I always am because I suck at video games. <laughs> So, I guess the one last bit of Smash Bros. stuff to discuss is probably the actual real news we got, uh, which is there's a 3DS XL coming out in Europe, and it's a Smash Bros. edition. We've all expected there to be a 3DS XL, Smash Bros. edition, special design. So, what they announced at Gamescom is they're going to have a red and black 3DS that is literally just taking the box art, turning it silver, and plopping it down on the lid of the system. Which personally, I think it looks super cluttered and over. I would much prefer the uh, Smash Bros. You know like, crisscross funny? emblem.
1: Um, at first, I I, w- I would like completely agree with you. Like I was you kind come of around that, sort of because um I was like oh man like kind of like like you like I wish there was just the three Ds with like a symbol on it. Yeah, yeah, with the emblem. And on then that. I saw a lot of um just like stencil options from like very different with very different um patterns of the Smash Bros. symbol. Like I saw with one frame right in the middle, uh-huh. one with it bigger on the side, just like. Many different combinations that I feel the Smash Bros. logo would look
0: best on. And it all of bad. And, and none of them, I don't know, they just, they just... I think they should just... They just didn't look good. I think they should have just killed the circle and just done the crisscross thing. Like the down and the side slush- slashes. And then just like, instead of having a circle, just have them meet like in the bottom third of the 3 D escalator. or something. Yeah. And then put the Smash Bros. logo on the top right in the empty space or something but I guess they look more like an international that, that, country that, that, that yeah. they look more like just like yeah, random they look like art. Finland or something and not like or Sweden whichever yeah. one has that. and then because of that it's like I don't know starting
1: to come around to it but, I mean it's, it not, it, it's, really it's, not, it's not like we have well you are anyway. holding
0: off on maybe getting a 3DS XL because your 3DS is kind of Falling apart. You were holding and off in case one case until they the, made one, <laughs> right? Yeah, but you were—weren't you waiting for like the Smash Bros. line? As you well, understand? yeah, but yeah. It, well, I mean, we still technically don't have it. True. So. That is another thing that kind of I find weird. Is they announced it for Europe but not for America, which means A, we're getting a different design, or B, they don't understand how the internet works somehow because everyone knows about it. It goes international the second it happened. That's why Nintendo Directs works so well because they do them t- in tangent across the world. And everyone knows at the same time. So it's weird that they like didn't bother. Announcing it for the rest of the world, but maybe we'll find out in a few weeks. Nintendo tends to announce stuff at GameSpot uh, yeah. GameStop Expo, which is like a trade thing that's now partly open to the public. Um, so maybe they'll announce it there, or maybe they'll do their own event in mid-September. But I'm pretty sure. We'll I mean I mean that. But game. I mean, doesn't yeah, the game month.
1: doesn't the game come out in Japan around September? September 13th. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, that mean,
0: like three weeks. I mean, that
1: means we're probably Four gonna weeks. get like our last of anything before the time. It comes. He's probably gonna
0: keep going after launch with other stuff, but.
1: Yeah, but the I mean, Wii U version. Primarily. Yeah, but I mean, I doubt we're going to get any more, like, character videos oh, no, after no, no. that. That would I mean, make sense. Yeah, yeah, because once the game comes out yeah. on the world, like, unless there's we're going to know the whole characters. roster, like, by the end of the thing. Unless there's day. unlockable
0: characters, then he might do what I do with Brawl and kind of do one a day the first couple days after launch when people are still in the process of getting them. Mm. But we'll see. I'll do time. Well, even so,
1: I mean, strategy guides are also available, which means oh, that's true. people can just see what the characters are.
0: Very true. So, yeah, they're going to have it all announced then. What's interesting is, what are we going to do on the podcast during Slow News so, week? So,
1: expect a new video from Smash Brothers, probably within the next three
0: weeks. Expect a new video?
1: Well, I mean, they said they were nearing the
0: bottom oh, of right, the right, of video, right, right. which right. means they haven't reached it yet. Right. Which means there's still at least one more. Yeah, time. yeah, they have to be doing another one or two. I'm sure I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to have a Nintendo Direct between now and our next episode in early September. That's just my guess. Probably after Labor Day. But, I mean, they have yeah. fall games to talk about, and they haven't been talking. So. Nintendo
1: Direct, and a standard Nintendo Direct does mean a new Smash Bros. video.
0: Yep, most likely. But, uh, yeah, you know what's gonna happen is once we have Smash Bros. out, where are we... Smash Bros. has been like, when we don't have a lot of news to talk about, we can definitely always dive into Smash Bros. We spent half an hour talking about Smash Bros. just now. What are we gonna do after Smash Bros. is out? Hey, so we have some new info on Captain Toad. Swamps are an enemy now. <laughs> yup. They're square. Um, and you and they go ur, ur, like they always did. I think those are no, womps. that's not what. Those are womps Those are WOMPs, You're right. Well, wumps and Womps, the womps are. Ur. You're right. <laughs> this is where our podcast <laughs> will devolve to just making random grunts and saying their Mario enemies. But <laughs> we, we'll go Planet of the Apes. But um, yeah, we've been using Smash Bros. Has been a good uh, talking point today for so long. with
1: your um world global power, global
0: Smash power, whatever. Get it right. Come on. But, you know, another game that we've been talking a lot about, actually, check out this transition, and that's also going to be... We're going to be running out of things say, because they'll come out eventually, is Pokemon Omega Ruby well, I and mean, Alpha Sapphire. I mean, that's just everything. Yeah, that's, 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 just, that's just... Hey, it's just a transition, okay? But, <laughs> but, yeah, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, uh, those are the other big games for Nintendo this year. And they are... You know, we're getting some more information. What's funny is that, even though there's more information on, on Ruby and Sapphire, I would argue the bigger Pokemon news is other stuff they talked about these past few weeks. So we'll start with Ruby Sapphire. I we'll kind of evolved the conversation. am actually uh, getting pretty uh, excited about hey, the game. Hey, there's a pun there. You didn't acknowledge it. We'll evolve the conversation into other Pokemon topics. You're still not acknowledging it. You're giving me the blankest look. You are giving me a look of disappointment as if I just like... I don't know. As I was betrayed you and your family. That, that I'm actually saying.
1: getting really excited about this game.
0: Weren't you not going to buy it originally? I feel like This, this is- one?
1: Yeah, no, I never said I wasn't. No, oh, I just assumed because I asked you. I did the whole song and dance with X and Y. Yeah, I mean, and I, then you bought it. I mean, it was like a whole month later, but man, I waited a whole month. Yeah. But um, but this one, I mean, I still really like X and Y. I mean, I have got fully back into competitive Pokemon, so now it's just like, <laughs> like a patch update. Right. It's like, oh, what new mega they're gonna come out? What, Not just how, new megas. How will goes. they? How will they affect the game? What Not am, just
0: new megas. There's new gameplay stuff they're doing too. Who Some of it's more... Uh, Well, some of it is. Uh Oh. Oh, you're talking about Pikachus. Yeah. So, what they announced is, uh, first of all, the contests are back. The, uh, you know, the, like, beauty contest, which we kind of knew, or not beauty, the contest spectaculars, whatever they're called. We knew they'd be back as soon as they announced Cosplay Pikachu, but now they've confirmed it. And what's interesting is you automatically get Cosplay Pikachu the first time you enter, so everyone's got a Cosplay Pikachu. But what's interesting about Cosplay Pikachu himself, or herself, fun fact about Pikachu is now... Male Pikachus have a lightning bolt tail. And female Pikachus have a heart to a tail. That. I just learned that, and I thought it was a fun fact, so I'm sharing it with the world. I've had that since, like... I didn't say fun new fact. I said fun fact oh. about Pikachus I learned just now. <laughs> Point did, you say, did
1: you say I learned just now?
0: I did after I finished the fact. Oh, okay. But I, I started just saying fun fact. There is something new, though. Well, here's, I, the, here's the real thing I was going to say, which is um, probably what you going to say. No, Pikachu can have different attacks depending on how you dress him up. No, nope.
1: but, um... <laughs> I... Don't recall the female Pikachu ever were having brown on the tip of their heart-shaped tail, though.
0: They didn't in the screenshot I saw. It was, no, all, it was pure no, no, yellow.
1: No, no there, were, there were two variants. Oh. I remember seeing one. I'm like, what? That's weird. But whatever.
0: Double fun fact. Not only do they have different-shaped tails, but sometimes they have splotches on Because that makes them. a huge difference. It does. It does. I mean, think about how much more merchandise they can make. They can do lightning bolt tail, heart tail, and brown heart tail. That's three Pikachus instead of one. Rolling on in that Pokemon money. But no, uh, the, the real thing that's changing in terms of cosplay Pikachu and, and how it affects battle is you can now have a Pikachu that knows moves from Pokemon types that Pikachu would normally have nothing to do with. For example, if you decide to have Rockstar Pikachu as your cosplay, you can have a. a, 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 a here we go, Meteor Mash, if it's uh, which is a Steel type move. If you have. See, I know my Pokemon, thanks to my Chi Chi here. If you have Popstar Pikachu, you have the Fairy type move Draining Kiss. So, point being, you can now have a Pikachu with moves that Pikachu wouldn't normally have. Plus the, light, really plus the light, plus the normal electric moves. Like
1: really good, strategically, crazy.
0: And what potential? The potential here. I don't know if this how works. I want the Pikachu with the flying press. See here, right? The um, oh, which one is that? With both flying and fighting. No, 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 no. The Pikachu, which cosplay is he? Luchador Pikachu. Right now, here's the thing that I'm not sure of, and could be even more shaking things up. Can you swap the Pikachu's costumes, or is it when you pick your cosplay Pikachu, you pick which costume you want, and you're stuck with it forever? Because you can swap the costumes on the fly, you basically have a, like, a Pikachu with like t- nine different attacks you can't normally do, and you just change it out between battles. So you can, have a P- you can have a permanent Pikachu on your team and rotate, depending on what your opponent has, when if you know going into battle what they have. Which is interesting. You can never really uh, do that with a Pokemon, where you keep your Pokemon, but you swap you out. Could, I want mean, to say
1: you could, because it's just clothing, and it would make right. sense that you'd be able to.
0: But that kind of changes things. I feel like it would pretty... be a dramatic change. And, and if you right?
1: could change it, it would be like, oh, you can only... I mean, like, have one... Obviously, you're going to have one of those Pikachu at a time. Yeah. Well, yeah, per battle or whatever. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, you're running out clothes. You won't get this other outfit unless you return the original or something.
0: Right, but but still, it'd be... It's interesting that, like, if you're going to a gym or whatever, or you're going to go play a friend and then play some other yeah, friend, and make... you know what they have, you can rotate your other five Pokemon, but keep your Pikachu constant, in yeah, a way. I mean, like it's, it's...
1: it doesn't make... It doesn't give you any more of an advantage than any other. I mean, if anything, like... It just
0: lets you keep Pikachu. Yeah, if you
1: if you like Pikachu, it gives you more of a. Well, reason no, I to mean there there
0: are advantages because like isn't it like the more you use a certain Pokemon, the more they like you, the better their stats are boosted, that sort of stuff. Because if you not keep this, really. I thought that's the whole Pokemon to me purpose was to make them like you more, which means they do better. It only think better in battle, right?
1: Um, only when you're not playing a real person.
0: So gym leaders, so you could cruise through the game easier with a cosplay Pikachu. Even easier than it would already probably be. Well, yeah, but. I'm just saying it kind of it does change things a little, doesn't it? If you can have the same Pokemon, still so have to rotate out depending on.
1: Oh, I guess in that case.
0: Because um, the more you use a Pokemon, yeah, the more you bond with the Pokemon, the better it does. Well, I mean, so if you can keep one Pokemon, and just swap out its moves like. that... I mean,
1: that. the only the only way I could think this would be useful just because kind of like you said, like since you're not switching out your Pikachu, it's gonna reach a pretty high level that yeah would just probably kill things easier.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be like well, super powered. It could, I, I still mean, though that it changes things a little because he used to be, you have to actually like, take into account types, but now he can you can just insert the type to some extent. Yeah. So it, it's 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 different. It's interesting. I I think. Um, they also confirmed in terms of gameplay and battles, hordes are making the jump from X and Y to Ruby and Sapphire with a new twist. Not just wild Pokemon anymore. Now there be gangs of people too. You can have up to five challenge, trainers challenge you at a one time. Well, so. Team Rocket could actually be like a threat, or whoever the team—not Rock, Magma, and where are they in this one? Aqua, are they Magma and Aqua? Yeah, yeah. aren't you impressed? I remembered Magma. You should be impressed, maybe. I'll take that as a yes. But um, and you did mention Mega Evolution. And I
1: guess that means yeah,
0: Do you have actual threat for the threat are hordes hordes yeah because usually their levels aren't that high yeah but now if there's five of them even if the level's not that high you just have to yeah, and they're training, go through so it
1: presumably they'll actually have better moves than the ones you find in the wild so
0: yeah so it, it's again an interesting little twist um now you did mention mega evolutions and they did confirm some I mean there's now a mega watch me butcher these mega altaria mega Lopani, Lopani. lopany it could go either way how do you know it's an O it's probably Lopunny, Mega... Uh, bunny, bunny? Yes. Mega uh, Salamence, I assume? Salamence. I got that right. You're correcting me mean, like okay, I said it wrong. I said it perfectly. I, right. know, I just put a question on,
1: you, I'm just repeating so you could confirm Thanks. whether you got it right. And,
0: and if you buy the game uh, close to its November 21st release date, you can also get a Mega Shiny Metagross. Metagross, I mean. Let's see, correcting myself. <laughs> Metagross. Metagross. He's so, so, so icky. But no, um... The one that's really worth mentioning. Don't you also
1: though? get a Deontay if you pre-ordered the game? Or I believe so, and they
0: have stuff going on with Hair uh, Across right now in X and Y that you can then transfer. I downloaded the... mine. Good job! High five. It was a waste of time. High fiving the waste of time or high fiving the download? What was that high five? Not the download. The download. Okay. The but Heracross. now there's one. There's one mega I didn't mention. IVs are trash. There's <laughs> there's one mega... Not even
1: one good IV. Really? No, not even one. So
0: what's the point of them? I don't know. Could, like, does it get good stuff when you put it in Ruby and Sapphire? Like. No, it's
1: just a crappy, Nothing changes. Just you just have a crappy it hair It's just a bad Heracross. Why? Why like, are they doing that? I mean, like, I, I thought, like, Nintendo will, like... When they give you, like, special Pokemon that they would have at least, like... I don't expect them to have perfect IVs. I mean... Yeah. The, a Pokemon doesn't even really need to have them. But I expected at least, like, good ones in the relevant stats, like, attack or something. Right. But, yeah, it was nothing. That's so weird. It was just a generic... Like, you could
0: probably catch one in the wild that's stronger than it. Pfft. <laughs> But, so, you just get the pride of knowing Nintendo gave it to you. That's basically, Which well, isn't even pride. Well, Catching one is more prideful than just hammering well, I mean the it's, in to a, to. it's in a cool Pokeball. It's in a cherished Ball. Oh, well. I guess Which, now. in turn, I guess you could breed
1: it. You could Since you could breed Pokeballs into other Pokemon, mm-hmm. I guess, theoretically, you could breed a really
0: good Paracross with a really cool Pokeball. There you go. Yeah. I guess. This is now over my head, so I'll just say yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, because normally you can't get that Pokeball
0: any other way. Right, right, right. That, like, that's about the extent of my knowledge to that point
1: yeah and, and avoid a scandal like that one guy I think his name is oh his in the championship
0: name? or in the tournament where he had a Pokemon in the wrong type of Pokeball and they're like how'd you do that did you cheat yeah there's that, a whole brouhaha.
1: yeah cause that Pokemon Yeah, you know, there's no way that Pokemon in particular could have been in that ball. yeah
0: what was the outcome of that
1: I don't know oh I feel like I should have known but hey
0: probably. any listeners who know the story let us know in the comments below and on the blog post for this episode just saying But I'm going to be honest, so we listed off some Megas, we listed listed off like Heracross, but there's one Mega in particular that is really the only story we're talking about, I'm sorry, it's the truth, and that is Mega Slowbro. Yeah, that dorky guy is going Mega, and uh, probably in the saddest possible way, if you think about it. Because you see, all that separates a normal Slowbro from his Mega counterpart is that the shelter that's chomping on his tail has now decided to essentially eat his whole body, that's it. It's a torturous Pokemon. So, like, I'm, I'm, let me be fair. Let me be fair. Nintendo actually is saying that what's happening is Slowbro is gathering strength from the shelter and using him as a shield. And he's wearing him. But if you look at how Shelter is chomping at Slowbro, all it's poking out from the top is a very frowny-looking Slowbro. And all that's on the bottom is a tail that he has to wobble around on because it's the only way he can move. Because the rest of him is trapped inside the shelter. He's a top. He looks like a top, and he looks very miserable.
1: You know what's funny on the... He looks miserable in the picture, but then when I saw the video
0: or the trailer... He looks worse in the video. Well, no, I mean, well, he was smiling. He looked... I, I saw the start of the video where he like they, like, spin the camera around towards him, and he looks like he wants to kill himself. Later uh, on when he's bowing, he looks better. Yeah, but like, when they
1: do the pan of him, he's just like, why? It's funny. Like, since Slowbro is so slow, I bet, like, his sadness is, like, the realization that he just barely got bit initially.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, to, to this ridiculous character's credit... His defense is super high because of the the uh, shell, and somehow, so is his special attack. Because naturally, when you're being eaten alive, your special attack goes up from adrenaline. I guess I I don't know, but uh, but still, you just got. If you guys haven't seen him, we have a link to a story all about this on the blog post for this episode, Ramtown.com, episode seventy eight. Just click it, scroll down. It's under news. He just looks miserable. Like this is Pokemon torture porn, kind of. Not quite. I know you
1: remember this (laughs) oldies Pokemon episode, but um, I guess the episode where. I remember there was a scientist that was just trying to explain why evolution, I guess, like, makes sense in Pokemon world. Sure. And he was saying, like, oh, the shoulder wants to go on land, so, oh, buy the Slowpoke. And then when it evolves into Slowbro, it gets to do that. But because of its weight, the Slowbro gets to walk on two legs, thus freeing its arms, so it could use attacks like Mega Punch or blah, blah, blah. But now when it Mega evolves, it kind of, like, Does it all it. the way.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, there's also the fact that, okay... Let's go back. Like to it the looks
1: second. like he can barely use his arms, and now he has it no can't. Legs. It looks
0: like he's in a straight jacket. That's another Pokemon eating him alive. Like, and there's also the fact that sure he can bounce around on his tail like a top, but that tail for most of his life has been gnawed on. Do you realize how sore that tail is? Do you realize how irritated that tail mm-hmm. is? Poor guy. I feel off for him. And then Nintendo out of nowhere, the Pokemon company released that weird slowpoke video. <laughs> Did you see that the reggae video? Yeah. Oh man, I tweeted it. So anyone that hasn't seen it, if you go j- at JSR7, it's there. Um. Yeah, I don't know what, it had Human Centipeding Slowpokes, that's the takeaway. So, basically Slowpoke and Slowbro and Mega Slowbro, and I guess Slowking to a lesser extent, are like the best Pokemon ever, they're now better than Bidoof, I'm putting that on record, I like them better than Bidoof now, so, and I feel really bad for Slowbro, Mega Slowbro. I wouldn't want to be eaten alive by a shelter, or any animal or creature, fictional or real.
1: Well, I mean, at least he's still alive. It's not like the whole Paris thing. Yeah, but,
0: yeah, but think about it. You, you you get eaten by a shelter. Your tail is super sore, and yet you have to stand on it and hobble around. And then some guy comes along, captured you, I mean, I mean, and we... he's like, Hey, you, you're going to bat- battle for me now. You're like being eaten alive. You have no energy. You can barely eat food because your throat's being blocked by that stupid shelter. But you know what? Go out there and fight like your life depends on it.
1: Fine.
0: Maybe It's a, a t- tough life. Maybe he's
1: using his psychic power to help support him up so he's not actually putting a lot of strain on his tail. Perhaps.
0: Well, that and... I, I mean, like how we're getting to the nitty-gritty of how he's not hurting himself. There has to be a back and forth.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it has to be a, a, a reason. Oh, us. and... Since it's a mega-evolution, I mean, he's only evolved while he's battling, not every other time. He goes back to being a slow bro.
0: Still. Oh, even better. So, the shelter that's eating him alive decides, nah, I'm gonna back off. And he's just covered in the shelter's saliva... And has the shelter back on his tail, and he's like, any time now the shelter could just munch his way back up to my head again. He's living in a state of fear. This is Pokemon terrorism. This is this is unacceptable. I I'm right. gonna start a slow bro open. for the shelter's fault. Whatever the trained activist is fancy. Even worse, so dongle, it's human Okay, now. so then we need to get like PETA, but for Pokemon, so Pet involved. And this is this is well, I mean, no, it sounds, this not, cannot stand. I mean
1: that's just how his evolution actually occurred. No one really kind of made the shoulder go
0: up there like that. Doesn't mean he likes it. That's, that's, no one says it's a symbiotic relationship. What? They hate it.
1: Well, I mean, that, that doesn't mean... That doesn't make. It also,
0: right. we've been talking about this for five minutes. Let's change the topic. It's just nature. <laughs> Can't control I guess, nature. I get. I, you're right. You're right. I mean... But you can feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah, you can feel bad for it, but so, it doesn't make it wrong. So, to all you slow bros out there, I feel you. I feel your pain. On a totally different note, and by the way, that went way longer than I thought it would. I was going to ramble for like a minute. I was going to get on my Slowbro soapbox, which by the way is just a Slowbro that I stand on because I too tortured him. I was going to get on that for like 30 seconds, and then somehow it turned into 5 minutes. But anyway, real Pokemon news. It's actually kind of more interesting than the Omega and Alpha stuff, and that's uh, Pokemon's coming to iOS in a playable way, just not the actual game. At uh, a bit of unexpected news at the Pokemon World Championships, r- which were in Washington, D.C. just the other week. Um, Pokemon Company announced that they're bringing the Pokemon Train Card Game Online to iPad. So, this is actually the third version of the Pokemon Train Card Game Online that's going to be out there. The first two are on Mac and PC. And now there's this new one, which will be on uh, iPad exclusively. I do the, Mac the PC version. Have you ever played them? Um, Barely, but I was like...
1: Only because I... Someone, I remember hearing from somewhere that, um, the Pokemon there, when you play them or when you look at the card, they, they don't say their own name. They actually make, like, the just, game sounds. No, they, they make, like, I guess if someone were to, like, like, oh, redesign all the Pokemon noises, so it actually sounds like something that would make in nature instead of just oh, saying that's their name. So, like, Muck made this, like, weird, gurgling noise. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of roars. And stuff. I mean, it sounded did, cool. Did
0: Slowbro sound like he's being eaten alive by a shelter, perhaps?
1: I don't remember. Just so. screams of agony, I don't remember really like, delayed because he's slow. I remember it touching it, but I mean, I was, <laughs> I don't know. The card game looks fun, but I, it's just not something I can ever get into because right. I'm like... Oh, this, I used to be huge into the, the, it when I was
0: a kid.
1: Um, Hugely into it. I mean, uh, it, it was just never like... Like all oh, the Pokemon in the show... Like they're not playing a card game. They're like the video game is like the closest you can get Dude, to that. The
0: card game is a physical embodiment of the video game. It's not supposed to be a one-to-one. It's a metaphor of pape, a papery metaphor of what's happening. Yeah, I'll that, put it this way.
1: Yeah, but I was in the Pokemon. Yeah, but later. battles in the card game technically don't really play out like they do in the show. I mean, I know, of course not. I know, but th- that, that's my thing, though. Like, like for me, like I just like things to be as close as they can be. The, the oh, I thing. love the card game. I uh, that's why I mean that's I like the game. Even but then right. I ended up flip flopping it and now like. Like, oh, I wish the battles in. Well, I mean, sometimes the battles in the show are like ridiculous. Like, well, you can't do that in the. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's just stupid logic all over the place. Yeah, world. yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I thought, like, the whole appeal behind, like, that show, Yu Gi Oh! was like, oh, there's a card game in the show and then the card game in real life.
0: It's a sure. like, show. Man, you're really grounded in realism about a game where you put real animals into itty bitty balls using some sort of, av- like, particle dissolver thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. pretty real. Or where ten-year-olds go out into the world on their own and never have issues with adults that want to do things to them that they shouldn't be doing. I don't know. We don't know if that happens. That's off-screen, probably. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> we only see the good That's part. That's even worse. Why, why did I go down that road? Anyway, so the Pokemon <laughs> Train Cricket. First of all, I just want to say I used to love the Train game I actually did the Pokemon League like at my local comic book store with a friend, and I got like multiple badges, and I still have them. I only so, saw one. I have three. I only had one on display, well, uh, so to speak. Uh, I had three. Yeah, I only thought you were Boulder badge. Yeah, I had Boulder, I had water, whatever it's called. And uh whatever comes next. I don't even remember. Lightning? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I got three. I I was I've like two three thousand Pokemon cards just tucked away in my closet. Anyway, so what this digital version is, it's still it's existed for a while and they're basically taking the mouse controls and swapping them out for a touch friendly interface and um the Pokemon company, the guy that runs all this stuff is a guy named Andrew Finch, and he actually he helped launch the Pokemon training card game which Wizards of the Coast back in 96, and he's still heavily involved, and he did an interview with game before, just kind of talking about, like, why they're doing it, and, you know, everyone freaked out and went, hey, look, an iOS game involving a Nintendo franchise, it's happening, everyone it's happening, they're switching, not exactly this isn't so much the a internet game being for the internet an, exactly, the internet isn't um, the internet the app isn't there to let you just play the game. It's actually kind of a teaching tool for beginners. Because the thing about Pokemon training card game, or really any training card game if you think about it, is that you need to kind of learn the ins and outs of the game. You can read the rules, but until you apply them and actually play someone, it's a little hard to, you know, know like, here's where you use your energy card, or like here's how energy card works, here's how status effect works, that sort of thing. So um, if you have a friend to show you in real life, obviously that resolves the issue completely. Or if you are like me when I was 12 into the Pokemon League, You have people there play, but a lot of people are on their own and want to figure out how to play. So Nintendo, or sorry, the Pokemon company, separate from Nintendo, created this digital version specifically as a teaching tool. Because if people can get hooked playing the digital one, they will then go play the real one and buy more cards and they make more money. So it's a giant marketing tool. Because the other thing is, the cards you buy in real life are scanned into the digital game. You can have your deck from real life work in the game. Every card is scannable, every card is in the game, perfect, like, recreation, complete with real holographic effects. And it's not just, like, a light filter, they actually shine in different ways depending on how you, like, move the card around in the game. That sounds cool. It's actually kind of cool. The game, the video game matches the card in real life. The card in real life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's cool.
0: But, so yeah, all that is just a marketing ploy, because they want people to go buy the product. Because Pokemon Company, at the end of the day, wants to make money off Pokemon. So if they give you a way to learn the card game and then want to go buy the cards they make more money, even if upfront they might lose a little building out this software. So that's kind of why it exists. And as a result, um, it doesn't necessarily mean Nintendo's going iPad with everything. First of all, this was developed outside Nintendo, it was just Pokemon Company. And I should also mention, Pokemon Company isn't skimping out on this. From my understanding, it's actually it's super full-fledged. You have an account, you log in, and it works across every device. You can be playing on your Mac, then be going somewhere and playing on your iPad, then come back to your Mac. And the game will pick up exactly where it left off on each. You just sign it, so that's kind of neat. But so it's like a legitimate game, but it's mainly a marketing tool, which is what the Andrew Finch guy was telling Game Informers. That's a teaching tool, which translates to a marketing tool, and that's why we also see like the Pokédex being on iOS because it's a marketing thing, and that's kind of Nintendo's own strategy as well. If you recall, while I was saying they don't want to make, you know, they don't want to make actual games. they want to make things that enhance the game. You know, like the Mario Kart 8 stat tracker that they put out. Or like having Miiverse available on mobile. They want to do things that will make you want to go play the game. So these are all marketing tools. That doesn't mean people aren't misunderstanding it, though. Businessweek reported that right after this was revealed that they're doing this app, um, Nintendo stock rose 4%. Off this news and off news of strong Mario Kart 8 sales. So it's not mutually exclusively this, but that it definitely contributed. Because the investor's are like, oh, they get it, they're doing iOS. Sort of. So, if, I think, think of this more, to me at least, in line with, like, how they did Pokemon inside Google Maps, and less, like, an actual game for iOS, even though it is a game. So, that, that's my two cents, but, um, yeah, I think it's interesting that it's on two iPad. Two cents worth that much. You know what you could get with two cents? Nothing. You could get, like, a uh, 30th of a bag of M&Ms. Though. So- Whatever just goes. Can I get a
1: thirtieth of a bag of M and M's? Yeah, and the guy
0: takes out a huge knife and just starts chopping up the bag. Yeah. Oh. well you should try it sometime. Next time we are at like Seven Eleven. All right. All right. But yeah, so that, that was my little spiel about the thing about the Pokemon uh, Train Card Game. I just saw this like a lot of people online and investors too were just like, "Oh, they're doing it." No, they're not, guys. They're not. Yeah, I guess they could let them think that. Yeah. I mean, if it keeps some kind of stock up. Uh, and in, and I guess while we're talking about Pokemon, we we should mention this. I mean, it's gonna be old news almost <laughs> within a few days of us. Posting this on the site, but on Tuesday, August 26th, uh, the Pokemon Company is announcing what they're calling a shocking new Pokemon game. Oh, Pikachu. It's either the Detective Pikachu game or it could be Pokemon Fighters, because that sounds positive. It's
1: hard for me to think of anything other than Detective Pikachu after you said the word
0: shocking. I, well, that's a tra- I don't know if it's a literal translation of Shocking or if someone just was like, yeah, just say yeah, it's a Shocking game. I mean, well... Because here's the thing, it's I a mean, new well, game. They already announced Detective Pikachu. Well, they I mean, haven't I, showed it, I, I've heard, it
1: um, I've heard another headline that said, like, oh, Pokemon to announce a, quote, stunning new Pokemon right. game. Right, see, that's
0: why I don't know if it's a literal translation. I just saw Shocking on one. Oh,
1: point. like, stunning. Well, that, then that might imply it's for Wii U, so who knows?
0: Right, right. I mean, yeah, I, it, I, it, I think it's going to be Pokemon poke Fires. Well, here's the thing. You really think If so. you're listening to this You <laughs> it's not
1: going to be, like... Pokemon Snap Two. Oh, I wish, but that's not shocking. That's expected. Pokemon battle.
0: Well, yeah, but when they say say shocking or stunning, stunning. true. Oh, true. But the thing with Pokemon Fire. Well, first, if you're listening to this after Tuesday, sorry. (laughs) And second, uh, back to speculation. I think it might be Pokemon Fire because remember, like a year ago, no, that's sad. You should get that checked out. That's not healthy. (laughs) Do you remember, like a year ago, there was um the they did that timeline of Pokemon at some yeah end end. they're with the screenshot of the fighting game and they're like it's conceptual
1: Vicarious guys it's only Vicarious conceptual and
0: Blaziken. right in like a street and it was all HD and now. there were fighters yeah and it was HD and it looked good and it was and they're like no 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 that's just a concept of what could be next then in the time since they've registered the name Pokin or Pokin Fighters in every region they sell games around the world they're trademarked now across oh, the just, world.
1: Just to take the trademark. I but mean, for
0: what? Got, it wasn't a real name until got, they started trademarking you got, you got be, it. No one be, on earth <laughs> would have guessed Pokken Fighters as the name of a Pokemon game until they started trademarking it. Pokin has yeah. no meaning. It's it's Tekken with Pokemon mixed in from the name of it. But um, Actually, that'd be interesting. Pro. They already work with Namco and Smash. I imagine if it was a Tekken but Pokemon. Anyway, point oh, I being. Uh, I... I don't know if I like that. I want to original. I, mean, I, mean,
1: I mean, Tekken is fun, but I don't know if I... You prefer Street Fighter. Yeah, different like Street Fighter mechanics versus Tekken. It just feels heavier and more yep. sluggish. But but I mean, it might not be. But ticking. that's all. But I mean, but it's different. It's just different. Yeah, not but the,
0: bad. But the point being, I think it might be that because all those stars align, so to speak. It seems like the logical thing. And there's a rumor going around that to try and have a major Wii U game every month of 2015. This ah. fit. This would yeah right right. <laughs> this would uh, this would fit that. Okay, I wish. Yeah, this would help fit that bill. That same rumor actually also says that Nintendo's doing a remastering of a game you wouldn't expect and that everyone will love. So in the back of my mind, I'm kind of hoping, but no, it won't happen, that they're going to be like, Hey guys, uh, we're not doing Pokemon Fires. we We're doing a 3D MMORPG version of Pokémon Red and Blue in HD. No way in hell that's ever going to happen. But how crazy would that be if they announced that on Tuesday? And everyone that's listening to this on Wednesday or onward is like, You're an idiot, Jason. All they announced was Pokémon Snap 2. What's wrong with you? But... But I, I, a man can dream. A man can dream. I don't even know if that would be good. I can't decide. It would just be crazy. Like, I don't know if I want Ryan Blue as an MMORPG, but it would just be insane if they announced that.
1: I think it would be too soon to have any kind of Pokemon MMO, especially while Pokemon X and Y are still kind of supposed but, to be your needs, go-to Pokemon online help. thing.
0: But imagine how much that would help sell the Wii U. And it won't be out till 2015. That's two years after X and Y. I mean, they're announcing this in August. There's no way it's coming out before like the second half of 2015. I'd imagine. Ooh. So it's certainly not coming out this year. So I mean, it and could whatever. happen. It's a crazy pipe dream. I mean, I life. guess. I
1: mean, but, oh, I mean, this sounds like it could be cool. I mean, I have no idea. I just hope it's something it work. more substantial than a sequel. Like, I mean, as nice as so Pokemon, Pokemon fighters, as nice as Pokemon Snap two would be like. It's not stunning. I, 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 I kind of be disappointed if it was because it's like. I don't know, Pokemon Snap, I mean, it's a fun game, but it's super short. You better not diss Pokemon it's, Snap. It was super short, was. super easy. Yeah. It was more like a theme park ride. You know what it was? It was a theme park ride. You know what it was? Pokemon World. It was like a, I don't know, like a fancy, like a polished tech demo.
0: Yeah. You know what actually it was? It was Nintendo going, how can we Pokemon? I don't know what we could do for gameplay. Let's just put them on track and see what happens. Seriously, like... I, I mean, loved the game to death. It yeah, worked out really was, well, but yeah. you could tell they're like, what is... What are we doing as they're making? I'm, it?
1: I'm not trying to say it's a bad game, but like right now, like I don't know, what we need on the Wii U isn't another. We need a meaty game. Yeah.
0: We need Pokemon Fighters.
1: I mean, it's I, don't know, I, I put it on the same level as um like Toast Treasure Trackers, like where I would be really excited for it, but I'm not excited to like go play it right now. Like
0: it's uh, really fun though. I mean, when I played it at Comic Con, I really. Well, yeah. I it's mean, so charming. Yeah, but and I mean, Toad squeals so it, it, much. It's like
1: um. It's like a game I didn't know I wanted, but I, I could have waited too. Right.
0: Right, yeah. right. I don't know. Uh, it's only going to be 40 bucks, most likely, when it comes out, so that's nice. The MSRP, no, opposed to 60 which is the standard price of oh, a physical Wii U release. 40 is $20 less. I could do math. But yeah, so I don't know what they're announcing Pokemon. We'll know on Tuesday, and of course we'll give our full thoughts, and analysis, and all that jazz next episode, uh, you know, after the news is real. Uh, one game that has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but it's happening this week as well. We have the news of Pokemon, and we have the release of a game that kind of slipped through the cracks for us, which is Azure Striker Gunvolt. Azure. Azure. Man, I, you know what I'm learning on this podcast? If it's not a normal English word, you might as well just have me say gibberish. (laughs) Pokemon names, Azure, Japanese names. I, I can't do it. But yeah, so, Gunvolt, as I'll call it, is a, uh, we talked about it briefly, I should say, in, a di- in you know, when it was first announced, but we haven't really talked about it since, and it's kind of a cool concept. It's, um, a 3DS eShop game. It's kind of like the spiritual successor of the old Mega Man Zero games. In fact, it's by the exact same development team. Um, in, Inti? 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 I guess Inti. Inti Creates is the name of the development team. They did Mega Man Zero and, Zero and ZX and all that for Capcom, now they're doing this on their own. And it's being worked on in conjunction, or it was being worked on, it's done now, in conjunction with, uh, Inafune, who we all know as Mr. Mega Man and the guy behind my number no. nine. So, uh, Kiji Inafune, I should say his full name, or KG. K- Again, I can't pronounce it. You're name. good buddy. And I met him. I met him. I had a conversation. He remembers your name. Does he? I don't think I ever gave my name. In fact, I don't even think we had a conversation beside, beyond, hey, can I get photo with you? Thanks. He never knew my name. He thinks my he thinks my name is either Thanks well, or Well, now can the I get listeners photo. know that. He's well, trying
1: to make you sound cool.
0: I mean that photo thing Then two hours later we, we met and went clubbing And uh, he got me bottle service It was pretty awesome is that better? Yeah, okay so, so Gunvolt uh, Isn't a crowdfunded c- game Like my number 9 is uh, But it is still pretty cool Nonetheless it comes out this Friday On August 29th And it's kind of It's kind of like Mega Man Zero retail? What? No eShop uh, it's gonna be on the eShop on, on Friday. On Friday? Yes. Not Thursday? On Friday. Oh. Huh. Supposedly. Either way, anyone listening beyond that Friday, you could go buy it. Go download it. But uh it it's like Mega Man Zero, but instead of just being a you shoot and that's it, it has kind of a different combat system where you have a stun gun and then you use lightning. So gun vault. See see how they did that? See what they did there? And so the game looks pretty fun and fast paced. Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. And basically and what you do is you it does. It's, the sprite work looks good. Yeah. Basically what you do is you shoot the gun to stun enemies and you jump towards them and you have a sphere of electricity that you can shoot out from around you. And you need to get as many enemies into that sphere as possible to do max combos and then it has a kudos system as they call it where the more enemies you kill in a row and the more you capture in that bubble higher the score. So um, it's kind of a twist on just standard running gun Mega Man. And then of course it has like, the ability to get new abilities and the ability to like merge things and whatnot. or I think they call them syn- uh, not sync but when you combine things, it sounds like sync. I can't think of the word. <laughs> combine? I don't know. Whatever. You Ease? can... No, it sounds like sync. It's like synthesize. No. Synthetic. Synth. It's called the synthetic merging system or something. You can synthesize synthetic two things into one. To I know, synthetic but in this case, like... it does. They, I think they call it the synth system. Um. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. But point being, so it has all that from Mega Man Zero plus this new combat system. It looks pretty cool. And uh, it's out at the end of the week. It's gonna be 15 bucks when it launches. And based on previews saying the net, it might actually be worth picking up. I'm actually gonna be getting it now. so we'll have impressions next episode about Gunvault. but look at uh, you. Look at me buying a video game and playing it somewhat. <laughs> um, but the thing that's really newsworthy about it, besides the fact that it's actually coming out now, is that they're giving you a second game for free if you buy this game before November 28th. Because you might go, $15 for a downloadable game. That's a lot of money, even though I think Shovel Knight's the same price. And it's totally worth it. So what they're doing is they're giving you what they're calling Mighty Gunvolt, which is a crossover game. It's a remake of Gunvolt combined with My Number 9 and another game of theirs in Japan that the developers made called uh, Gal Guns. So, basically how it works is there's five levels, it's all 8-bit, you're running and gunning as either Beck from my number 9, Gunvolt of Gunvolt, or the main character from this Gal Girl, or sorry, Gal Gun game. And, uh, yeah, it's just like a separate game. It's kind of like, um, Dark Zero Vo- or, was it Dark Zero? Dark Zero Void? Yeah, the, yeah, the D.S.I. game that Capcom put out. It's kind of the same idea, the only difference is you get it for free. So you get a full game and then another full game for $15. So that's kind of a cool promotion, and I think between all positive press and now this, there's really, I can't see a reason, unless the reviews are horrible, which seems unlikely, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't be getting the game if you're a fan of the genre. So, if you're on the fence about it, we're going to full impressions next episode, but I felt it was worth mentioning that promotion, because you don't really see stuff like that in the eShop very much, so it's cool that developers are experimenting. I mean, Europe, they've been doing a bit more, like SteamWorld Dig launches also at the end of this week in Europe. If you own the 3DS version, get 25% off the Wii U version. For whatever crazy reason, you cannot do that in America. I don't know, NOA won't allow it, which is incredibly idiotic, but... NOA is
1: so weird. NOA is it. very
0: weird. But either way, it's cool that companies are starting to experiment with, like, digital promotions and digital deals and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, now on the flip side of that, I mean, some developers give it and others taketh away. In this case, uh, you know, we're getting Gunvolt, my Gunvolt for free with Gunvolt. And now on the flip side of that, we have Ubisoft taking away mature games from wii u fans sort of so Watch Dogs is still coming but it's supposedly but it's gonna be the last mature audience targeting game that ubisoft will release on Wii U. yeah and i Period. feel like it's
1: gonna be super bare bones yeah like just like based on their person it's like it, it sounds like i don't know they're being really bitter about even bringing out Watch Dogs. so they're like you know what we're giving, giving it to you but we're just like Putting it out there just to say we did.
0: They're fulfilling a Even promise, if it's made, just right? the
1: campaign mode, it's are not going to have all the amazing fun online modes. Now, just to be
0: clear, real quick, they but haven't said they haven't said one way or another. We're just assuming based on their track record, but it's probably a safe assumption. Yeah. But yeah, because you were you were tweeting the other day about like how the the integration with like hacking other cities and how it worked well in the gamepad or something like that. Like, how does it work in Watch Dogs if you're mm. like messing with another player's city? Um, essentially. I mean, if you have a friends list, um, you can see which players
1: are currently active. They'll be playing their third-person shooter Watch Dogs as they normally would. Right. And you can send them an invite to play a game. And then when they accept the invite, on your screen you'll have like a map of Chicago or a little part of it where the player is. And there'll be like a little tiny red card moving in real time. So wherever they drive is what you see. Yeah. And then um, you're trying to stop them from getting to markers. This could potentially be on the Wii U, so it might as well go through it. Sure, yeah, yeah, and, that's um, why
0: that's why I brought up.
1: Oh yeah, so they're like they're just trying to collect, they're just trying to go to all the checkpoints. There's like a certain amount of them, and you block them. You control a helicopter, mm-hmm. and you and kind of like zombie you, and like it's not surprise also saw Ubisoft game. Right. You could spawn police cars, like across the street or like anywhere around them, uh-huh. to, to try to stop them and to like crash into him. And then in addition, kind of like what he has access to you could hack things you could hack the streetlights you could hack um the steam pipes you could hack um some poles that pop up or close gates or lift bridges just do whatever you can to like stop him from getting to the checkpoint so that time runs out and he loses and I don't know just the integration is just really cool because I mean I'm using a smartphone and it works seamlessly right you on your iPhone right yeah and then um and you could also just play random matches against people you don't know but we don't know if the app is going to be compatible with the Wii U. And even if it isn't... I feel like the app won't, but they might do GamePad. Yeah, We're but, lucky. I mean, it seems like something that would work perfectly with the GamePad. If anything, it would work better, because, like, unless I'm using an iPad, it's kind of cumbersome on the on the iPhone. Like, my sure. finger kind of blocks a good amount of the screen. Yeah, because the screen's, like, four inches big. I mean, it works well enough, but it's, like, uh, it'd be way better on the Wii U. And also, it'd be more and more precise to, like, touch exactly where you want. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it just seems like a no-brainer. Like, and not only that, but, um... It makes couch play with other friends much more practical because, I mean, not everyone is going to have a smartphone or the app or yeah. maybe even want to download it just to play with you that one time. Right, but if you have
0: the gamepad, you just hand it to them yeah, and be, you're done. I
1: mean, it wouldn't even be bad if they just made that its own mode and not even require you to go online. But, I don't know, that'd be cool because, I mean, then you could just go on the gamepad. Even if you have no one to play with, you could just presumably, from your gamepad, just play other people online. Right. Maybe even have, like, a live version of what they're seeing on the TV. I don't that know. would be cool. And, you know, that's the
0: bummer All the potential
1: this. that would make it even
0: cooler on the Wii U. And this is the bummer about the Ubisoft news about, about excuse me, how they're not doing the Mature Ray games as much anymore, or Mature targeting, they didn't say M-Ray specifically, games as much anymore, is that they are good at using the Wii U in clever ways. I don't know if they're going to do that with Watch Dogs, but it sounds like something they would do. They did, they did great stuff with Zombie U, and now, like, you know, their CEO is just kind of... Uh, Watch me butcher another name. Their French CEO Yves Guillemot is uh, basically. He told Game Informer that yeah, they that's they're not doing games like that for Wii U. Watch Dogs are fulfilling that promise, and that's basically it. He specifically was citing um, Assassin's Creed sales, saying that it just didn't sell well on Wii U. So what they're going to do going forward is just make games that target the Wii U. On it, I did not. I didn't. Yeah. Which, but did it
1: come, which one did? Which ones came out for Wii U? What Assassin's was? Creed three and four. Four came out for Wii U also. Yeah.
0: Yikes. But, uh... And I'm sure they're good games, but... Uh. Yeah, we just never got... You know, just never bombed. But as a result, because there's people like us, instead, Ubisoft is now just gonna make games that do sell well for Wii U. So Just Dance, Just Dance. It's more Just Dance, basically. So... How did Rayman do? How did Rayman... It, it did better than it did on other systems, I think. Probably would've done it. Didn't that. do great. I think it sold under 100,000 in its first month, but it's probably sold more since then. Hmm. But, but I don't know. I mean, Rayman was a messy one because of the delays and whatnot, but, uh... You know, honestly, like, I wish Ubisoft wasn't doing this, but I really can't... Because, like, what you're describing for Watch Dogs sounds so cool, and even if they... You know, even if Watch Dogs end up and having like that, mode. the fact that they are... That Ubisoft thinks like that with Zombie U, they've proven they know how to be creative, it's really kind of lame that we might not see that sort of stuff in them, because they're instead they're gonna be like, puppet master mode and Just Dance! Hey, look at this!
1: Yeah.
0: But I can't blame them, though. I mean, Ubisoft is actually one of the few developers that cared and tried with Wii U. They supported it pretty heavily from the start, and they kept trying i mean they had zombie like we talked about they had both assassin's creeds it's not for lack of trying on their part but when you know when we use only three percent of all your sales in the holiday quarter and we is still bringing 11 you percent, you're probably not gonna do the mature games on wii U anymore you got to do whatever sold in that three percent just dance yeah, sort of like
1: from a business standpoint it makes perfect sense and i can't yeah. really
0: blame them for anything yeah there's only so many attempts the real bummer is we're going to lose that creativity. We're never going to see a zombie U2. You can... And I don't mean a zombie version of the bad U2. I mean the zombie game U zombie. U also. Zombie U sequel. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I guess, like, the only time you could ever blame companies is when they don't bring games to the Wii U often. And when they do, it's like, they're sending them out to die. Yeah.
0: We've seen that a few times. But then, it's not just, like, Ubisoft, at least, they're now going to try with the games they are releasing. And the silver lining is they are st- sticking with Watch Dogs, supposedly. Again, I've said this every time we talk about it. I will... St- believe it when i see it i feel like watchdogs may still fall through but as of now they're staying they're sticking to that and we're seeing similar stuff like activision's doing a similar strategy now too i mean skylanders trap team we've known about for wii u for a long time now but for the first time ever we're not getting a call of duty game on wii u first time ever first time in the three years that or the two years that have been Call of duties uh they've confirmed it's not happening there's no advanced warfare for wii u um we're gonna, you're about to say
1: something. Oh, I was just gonna ask because I remember when Watchdog was first announced you were excited about getting it. Yeah. But I mean, do you still feel like you're gonna try it out or just going just gonna wait to see
0: how fully featured it is? I'm gonna wait to see how fully featured it is. The thing is, like after when the reviews for Watch Dogs came out, it kinda they the reviews made it sound like, yeah, it's a pretty good game, but it did not deliver on the crazy premise and promise of the first teaser trailer where it looked like insanely good. Like graphics looked insane, gameplay concept was very like, oh, it's do whatever you want. Where it's do whatever you want within these limitations. Oh, uh,
1: because like watching my brother play, seems like he could do Yeah, like, that's what I was about to say. Like like reviews
0: reviews seem kind of whatever, but then hearing from you and Elvis about it and like seeing other people's hands-on impressions, like normal gamers, not reviews, it then seemed to the pendulum went back the other way. So now I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Uh, I'm still interested. I, I'll put would, it that way.
1: Just based on what like I've seen my brother play and what I've played a little bit, I would really recommend it. Okay, then, so there
0: prepared. we go. Assuming it has most of them. Like,
1: like, like, I'm kind of tempted to get it on the Wii just because, um. If I were to. Like, ideally, I would get it for the most powerful console I own, but I don't own a PS4. My brother is the one with access. Which is
0: funny because there's one right next to us right now. it's not technically mine. I know. You stole it. It's my, it's my brother's friend's. That was stolen. Was with his permission. No, apparently he just doesn't have room for it. Right, yeah. That's why I didn't accuse. Like, yeah, and I figured, like,
1: oh, well, I would get it for the Wii U, but of course I would want to wait to see how it does. Right, right. And
0: when it comes out. I what
1: would happen if for some reason, like, obviously it won't have it, but, like, let's say it sells, like, a, a million copies in the first Well, then month. Ubisoft's
0: going to reverse their stance, and I bet your call, or or going to fall suit and Call of Duty will come back. Exactly. If. If Let's that make it all happen. happens. Let's make it happen, guys. Let's start a campaign right now. Hashtag... Because we have a million listeners that we could Hashtag about. buy watchdog so we can get other Wii U games that are aimed at mature audiences. I mean, that's all... You can't fit all that in a single tweet, but that's the hashtag, guys, right there. All that. All or just characters. buy Double's Third, I guess. <laughs> yeah, or Bayonetta 2. See, that's the thing. is like, Bayonetta 2 and Double's Third maybe will help bring in a mature audience or they'll completely bomb. Who knows? But it is kind of a tricky situation because like, like I was trying to say, like Call of Duty oh, know, I'm, I'm
1: kind of like cautiously optimistic, but at the same time, it's like. I want Bayonetta to do good, but it for some for some reason, like I feel like it's probably not
0: going to do. It's the wrong demographic. I'm excited for it. I had a blast at comic Con last year. It's the wrong demographic, though. Nintendo's I understand I'll, Nintendo's every, trying to expand. If, the
1: everyone that I know that's excited about Bayonetta two doesn't even have a Wii U. Yeah. Or
0: but will they buy one for it for that in Smash Bros and Mario Kart?
1: No. They're, they're, really. One of them did buy one, but it was just for... One sale for Nintendo? But it was just for Smash... Uh, it was for um, the future Zelda game and Smash Brothers. See, I think by twenty and, and, and just by coincidence, they happened to like Bayonetta. But the other people that I know that like Bayonetta are pretty much exclusive PlayStation and Xbox people. Like, they don't really care about Smash Brothers. They don't care about Zelda. They don't care about right. Mario. So they're just like, well, now I'm just stuck knowing that there's a sequel but can't do anything about it. Yeah, I but, think with-
0: yeah, go Sorry. ahead. Oh, no, but, but I get the logic also being like, oh, well, I guess the sequel wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for Nintendo, so it right, didn't matter right, anyway. Right. I think what's gonna happen is in, like, mid-2015, people are gonna look back at Wii and be like, hey, there's a lot of games aimed at older people now. Xenoblade Chronicles, or not Chronicles. What are they calling it? Xenoblade X. Uh... And Bayonetta and Devil's Third and Smash Bros. to some extent. Oh, was they called Xeno Saga? Zeno, no, Xeno Saga is what they made before Xeno right, played. Right, right, uh, right, right. When they right. were under Namco. Right. Um, right. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Uh, yeah, there's going to be like five or six... Is there like a dog fight going on outside your house? Most likely. Okay, so sorry about that, folks. There's going to be like five or six Wii U games that um, are actually aimed at older people. And at that point, maybe, you know, we'll have, there'll be watchdogs too. So there's going to be like seven or eight games. Yeah, I went for 5, 6, or 7, or 8 by adding one game. <laughs> it doubled somehow, but... Um, versus a 30 and everything. Right, but still, there's going to be a bit of a carved-out niche at that point. So maybe in mid-2015, late-2015, we might see something. But I don't know if we'll see. Like, I don't think we're going to see huge sales before then. Which means, for example, Advanced Warfare, Call of Duty, that definitely won't be coming kind to of Wii U this year. Uh, it's interesting because, like... But maybe we'll get the next one. But what's interesting about it, what I was going to say, is that normally, from these last two years of Call of Duty news, Activision just doesn't announce it. They just stay quiet, and then, like, three weeks before it comes out, they go, like, surprise! kind coming to Wii U! We don't have any screenshots, just go buy it! Even when there's, like, somewhat evidence that it is yeah. coming? Yeah, 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 like, in the source code of the website, it says Wii U. But then, so then this whole, like, chain reaction happened. And basically, this year, uh, Sledgehammer Games, is that their name? Yeah, Sledgehammer, right? Yeah, Sledgehammer Games, they, um, were tweeted at about the Wii Virgin version, they said, we're not making it, then Treyarch was tweeted at, and Treyarch makes all the call duties for Nintendo systems. They're the go-to guys. And they said, we're not making it. And then so I was like, well, maybe High Moon Studios, the Transformers developers, maybe they're making it. Because they're doing the PS3 and 360 ports of Advanced Warfare. So, you know, we use that same power oh, bracket. Oh, they really reaching out. Yeah. So we use like, that same power bracket. That makes sense. And then High Moon's like, nope, we're just doing the 360 and PS3 version. So everyone's like, huh, is there a secret fourth developer? And then finally, Eurogamer just went straight to Activision CEO and said, what's going on? He's like, oh, yeah, we're not doing it this year. <laughs> it's not happening at all. 100% not happening because they assessed the platform, and as he put it, they made a judgment call and decided not to do it. They don't think the audience is there. Uh, as he, This is the exact quote We want to make sure we're bringing the games to the platforms where the audiences for our games live. In other words, what Ubisoft said. So that's an interesting new twist in that um, companies are now supporting Wii U but they're doing it in very finite ways. We're pa- We're over the hump of no one cares about Wii U. We're now at the point where it's like they care for one audience only. Which is better than nothing.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. I mean, not wrong either. I mean, well, it's not completely wrong. Obviously, there's yeah. people that have Wii U's that would want to play it, but... Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it's just um, ever since like there were competitive consoles, and then I guess just the way the PlayStation 1 was marketed versus the Nintendo
0: mm-hmm. ones, like, people just, I don't know. They flocked to the ones with a bigger selection of games, and that's yeah. the issue. And,
1: yeah, it just became the, I don't know, not, but what, what is that? Consoles are typecast? Or, like
0: well, yeah, they fall, on, yeah, not, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, the kitty systems are Nintendo, or were.
1: Yeah, I mean, not even just kids. just like, I don't know, I guess it's Nintendo games.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's interesting because there are two ways of looking at this whole situation. I mean, if you want to look on the positive side, like the upside of it all, is that we're not losing third parties anymore. They're not banning it. I mean, Disney, just the other day, just released Disney Infinity as a free eShop download. As long as you have the toys in the portal station thingy, you can download the game for free from the eShop. You just download it and it won't work until you have the toys right? Can you upgrade but the fact to that Disney version 2.0 for a cost? I don't. Or is that just a complete. I think what thing? they're doing is they're letting you download the first one to get your feet wet so you go buy 2.0. But regardless, the fact of the matter is Disney has enough faith in the Wii U that they're now letting you download Disney Infinity for free, working under the assumption that people go buy the toys and then use it on their Wii U. Like, that's that's a pretty you know big step. And then we have Ubisoft. Is it also a bit of a free on other consoles? I don't. I have not seen any news that it is. Hmm. So, like, I'll put it this way there's a NeoGAF thread about the Wii U version being free uh, specifically. But you could look it up real quick. What you're already doing. Um, but, you know, there's that. There's Ubisoft saying you're still going to make some games. Activision is pushing Skylanders pretty hard. Like, it, there is kind of a... We have come over the hump a bit. The downside, of course, the flip side of all this, is that we are still missing a lot of games. Like you said, when it became, like, PS1 versus other systems, you know, systems get kind of put in these... It's available for free on PC? I think that's been the case for a while, though. Hobo. And Wii U, Wii U, Wii U, Wii U. Yeah, I don't think it's any other system. Wii U, Wii U, Wii U. And keep in mind, like Nintendo said at E3 that when they were announcing amiibo, they said they have special stuff in Disney Infinity and Skylanders that's only on Wii U, only on Nintendo systems. So they clearly these guys know their market and clearly we use that. And this is does kinda of fall into the bucket typecasting thing you're saying where certain systems get certain games. But the problem is, if we don't get the mature games, the Wii U lineup is only going to look so big on the shelf. It's only going to take up so much shelf space. If you're a parent looking at a game console, you're going to go, well, there's 20 games for Wii U on this shelf, and there's like 57 for PS4. I think little Timmy might like the PS4 for the selection more. When
1: I go to stores, it already looks
0: like there's more games on the for every oh, yeah. console except the Wii U. Yep. Even the Wii section's and bigger. Out,
1: and it's been out longer since,
0: uh... Yeah. It's just like, like, so there's that issue, but then at the same time, now that I think about it, there's also the thing of, like, if nobody's buying the games in the first place, is it even that much of a loss? Mm. I think about it. Like, yeah, okay, there's less shelf space. But everyone's like, oh, no. Like, we just bemoan the lack of Call of Duty. We just bemoan the lack of Assassin's Creed. And we also said we don't buy Assassin's Creed. And, I, and I've only bought one of the two Call of Duties for Wii U. Like, are we? We're part of the problem. We're, we're guilty of this. We're like, oh, we don't have these games. And then we get the games. And we're like, oh, we don't want those games. Like, we only want what we can't have. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, we've kind of been taught.
1: Well, not I don't want to say taught, but we, we just grew conditioned. to them. Yeah, we've just been conditioned to buy certain games. Yeah.
0: And I think uh, that's
1: partly why, like. I mean, the only reason I've even started buying those other kinds of games was because I had a PS3 and I bought them on my PS3 when they were. Because you've when, been taught that's where you buy them. Even games. when they were available for P. Yeah, even when games were available on the Wii U and the PS3 in the last years. Yeah. I still bought it for PS3 just cause it's like oh um, there's more people to play with online it just seems like it'd be better to buy it on the PS3 right versus like well Ray that's Man. a legitimate reason but I mean like Assassin's versus Creed versus Rayman or... I feel like there's some games like oh I have to get it for Wii U or whatever
0: is that me or you that just activates Siri <laughs> that was you oh which is fine cause I wasn't even looking at my phone I had it I was holding it in my hand but I was putting it in my pocket bad Jason so know. I know I'm so unprofessional but no you're right though cause like in some cases, the system matches the game you're playing. and In other cases, we're like, why are we getting Assassin's Creed? Neither of us have ever played Assassin's Creed, I and mean, we're not planning to. Like, why do we care? It's just like, it's this weird balancing Well, we, act we just like, care because... We care because it fills the shelf, and it looks more... Well, it non- fills non- the non- lineup, and it makes there be more non- stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically the last part. Like, like, yeah. oh, if we're getting Assassin's Creed on the other games, it means we're probably going to get other games that we may care about down the line. Right. I and mean, the- like, I we may not really care about Assassin's Creed, but, I mean... I, know, I guess I'm glad we got Watch
0: Dogs as a result of yes, that. Some way. Yes, yes,
1: because that's the game I actually kind of cared about.
0: But then the, the flip, the, the problem with that is then you're like, oh, I bought Black Ops Two, Call of Duty Black Ops Two, and I like it. It's fun. I skipped Ghost because I didn't care. But now Advanced Warfare looks super cool. I'm actually really interested in it main, mainly because of Kevin Spacey. I love House of Cards. But still, I'm like, oh, this looks super cool. And that's the first one, of course, not coming to Wii U. So it is kind of like this.
1: Every, yeah. It's
0: Cause it's I a mean, struggle. It's a struggle.
1: Yeah, because I mean, like. I would have loved to have games like Red Dead Redemption. I would have yeah. played the
0: hell out of that. Oh, I guess I still can. You know, as Nintendo oh, I forgot Obis had it. As Nintendo fans, the struggle is real. Even yeah. though I have access to it, it's still yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just kind of like yeah, it's like this weird tug of war we're playing with third party. It's like oh hey, we got this, but we didn't get that. But we're not getting this, but we may be getting. We that. know how you feel. Yeah, pretty much. So, so I mean, I get again. I guess it's great that we're actually getting third party support now and we it's like it's a sports team we are getting third support, like us personally but on the flip side it would be cool if we were getting other games too so but while we're talking about like games and how well they do and how well they sell it's probably a good place to transition into Jason sales corner for Cha-ching. July the last bit remember every early episode of the show we'd be like we should have a cash register sound make the same joke like ten times well I'm bringing it back two and a half years later that uh, joke have- we should have a cash register sound Meeted with silence. That means no. Okay. Well, I mean, me making this almost kind of a reference to that joke. Didn't do- yes, I know. never. You know the problem with telling jokes or being funny on a podcast? I'm just going to outright say it. You might not laugh at them, but I don't know if anyone else likes them. For all I know, everyone's like, oh, God, Jason. Or people are like crying with laughter. I have no way of knowing. I just have to tell myself, you know what helps me sleep at night is just knowing someone out there might have chuckled one time. If you lulled and actually lolled, <laughs> if you lulled, please, let us know in the comment section. Yeah, leave a comment. Just leave a comment saying L O L. You don't even need to have just spam it up with LOL. M- I will take everything literally, so if you raffled wow If you raffled or you or you flew a raffle copter, just go ahead and throw it in there. Remember a raffle copter? has a thing. If you, you know, what fun fact if you
1: LMFAO it L-M-F-A-O'd, I'd actually be worried. I would do... I think things literally.
0: Oh. Well that, that'd be bad, yeah. Or it could be the band LMFAO, and they're just listening to them. But how the time. would that work as a verb? Well, if they're just writing it with no context. I LMFAO'd. Oh, oh, you're supposed to say the full sentence. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, you turned into Sky Blue and Red Foo or whatever their names are, and shuffled with a really? robot. Really? Both were their names. Those are their stage names. And Blue, by the way, is with no e b l u and Red, Red Foo Red is exactly how you think. R-E-D-F-O-O. Yeah, there's a reason they don't exist anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so well, They gave us Party Rock. What? They gave us Party Rock. They also gave us Sexy and I Know It. Which I don't think is a good thing that they gave it to us, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, sales numbers. <laughs> I don't know how to transition back from that. But, so July happened the month that occurred on the calendar, and there were sales of games in that month, and as always, MPD tracked how they did here in the States, and we have them to bring to you, directly to you. So... I did, I did, I did the hand motion, no one can see it, but I did the hand motion. Uh, yeah, so the, um... The thing is, we talked about Nintendo sales numbers a lot lately. We had the financial report last episode for their, you know, their first quarter of this fiscal year, which was April-June. Before that, we had June sales numbers. This is kind of a continuation of that conversation, in a way. So, uh, general level first, the industry's actually looking pretty good, thanks to strong next-gen sales. By that, I mean, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, not Wii U. Uh, industry's up 16% year-over-year, so go industry. And, of course, PS4 is number one, as it always is. What's actually kind of interesting is, well, two interesting things. One, The Last of Us Remastered. This is a very barely upgraded, graphically, version of The Last of Us. Well, you know, a game from only like a year and a half, two years ago. Number one selling game in July. It debuted at number one. So, Jeez. I go Sony, I guess. But the thing I found more interesting than that is that uh, Nielsen, the guys that do TV ratings and stuff, did a survey of 1,200 PlayStation 4 owners and found out that a third of them are converted from other systems. Wii owners, Xbox owners, they never had a PS3, now they have a PS4. So that might be part of the reason why their sales are doing so well and why they're still the number one system, however many months in. They've sold 10 million. They announced at Gamescom they've sold 10 million PS4s since it launched. Microsoft once famously said the first console to 10 million wins the console war. Interestingly enough, Microsoft is not saying that at the moment because <laughs> they are nowhere near that. But they're still under Wii U in terms of worldwide sales, I believe. But, um... Wow. And Wii use at about six million. Kind but of forgot the Xbox. The one is a thing. thing. Yeah, because PlayStation 4 is dominating. But, um... Yeah, so a lot of them are, co- are converted from other systems, which might be what's contributing to it. But if you look, but going back to Nintendo, because that's what we're actually here to talk about... Um, on the main chart for the month, there's only one Nintendo game that charted. As Mario Kart 8, it came in fifth place overall, moving an additional hundred over 100,000 units. Which means that here in the states alone, it has now sold one million units. It's only the second Wii U game to ever do that, which is kind of depressing. The first Wii U game to sell over a million was New Super Mario Brothers U, yeah, which uh, Final technicality, which was no, it's it oh early. maybe it sold 1.69 million total, probably partly because of the bundle. What sucks, though, is great games like Mario 3D World, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze have not hit a million yet. Donkey Kong, I can understand. came out in February. Didn't have a lot of uh, like media around it, you know, a lot of advertising. But Mario 3D World, that should have sold over a million. It was a holiday release. It had, you know, heavy buzz. Like, you would think it would have sold better. Kind of a bummer it didn't. But, um, but going back to these numbers for this month, if you look at the individual SKU chart, which is just, like, not com. The main chart, as I think I've explained before, is like if Call of Duty's on there, they combine every version of Call of Duty, like PS4 version, Xbox One version, etc., etc. For the individual SKU charts, just looking at individual versions of a game, so PS4 and Xbox One versions would chart separately. If you look at that chart, Nintendo actually did pretty well for itself. Uh, Tomodachi Life surprisingly was number five on the chart. It sold an additional 85,000 in sales, uh, or units, I should say, which actually suggests the game has some legs. It wasn't just a uh, a flash in the pan when it first came out in June. It's actually selling at a pretty good rate. I guess the. uh, I mean, 85,000 is not a huge number, but, you know, it's pretty decent. I guess the social media emphasis that Nintendo did with the image share tool and all that is kind of paying off. It's promoting itself, basically. So that was number five on the chart. And if you look a little further down the chart, there's some old 3DS standbys that kind of rounded out the bomb. Pokemon X and Pokemon Y took eighth and ninth place, respectively, which means that since they came out in the US last October, X has sold 2.1 million copies here in the States alone, and Y has sold 2.01 million. So they're doing pretty well. And then 10th place, uh, Mario Kart 7 got a sales boost because of Mario Kart 8, which I find extremely funny. Everyone, all these people saw us commercials for Mario Kart 8, when Kage, Wii U, and their parents are like, here, just take this 3DS game instead. So that, that um, Mario Kart 7 now has a total sales count of 3.48 million units here in the U.S. alone, which makes it the 3 dss best-selling game in the United States. Hmm. Which isn't a big surprise, and you know, Mario Kart 8 seems to be going that route too. It's already the top-selling Wii U game, so we'll see if it keeps up. Uh, Also, just some other numbers that Nintendo threw out there. Mario Kart 8, or sorry, Mario Kart 7 on 3DS being at almost 3.5 million, puts it a little bit ahead of Mario 3D Land, which as you recall, launched pretty much at the same time. That's staying at 3.09 million since it launched. And New Super Mario Bros. 2... It's the third best-selling Wii U, or, sorry, 3DS game at $2.28 million. And if you want to dig a little deeper, just if you're curious, um, Ocarina of Time 3D, since it came out way back when 3DS first came out, a couple months after that, has sold 1.39 million units, uh, which it, the sales have definitely slowed down. I don't know if you noticed, it's not on store shelves anymore. It's super hard to find Ocarina of Time 3D. You can get it on the eShop, but you cannot really find it in stores at all. So that might be why it's so Solo. Also, um, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon and Animal Crossing New Leaf are both hovering around 1.3 million. For Luigi, that's insane. Actually, for Animal Crossing, too. Like, if you said when they first announced the GameCube version for America that this franchise would go on to sell over a million copies in the U.S., I don't know if anyone would have believed you. But here we go, 1.3 million in a year. And then, um, lastly, A Link Between Worlds. Zelda a Link Between Worlds is just over a million, 1.09 million. Keep in mind, that came out the same day as Mario 3D World. It managed to sell over a million, and Mario 3D World didn't. Maybe because the 3DS is a bigger base, but, but still. So, uh, all these million sellers that I just rattled off actually have some significance. And that's that the 3DS now, here in the U.S., has sold over 40 million pieces of software. 40 million games are out there in the world for the 3DS, which is, or out there in the U.S. for the 3DS, which is pretty good. Uh, hardware-wise, though... Not as good. I mean, we talked last episode, or I mentioned last episode, how the 3DS has been down year over year, and how um, there's not much to propel it until Smash hits in October and Pokemon hits in November, and Nintendo didn't announce any numbers for 3DS this, for this July, but leaked numbers, of course, came out, and yeah, it's still down, almost by a third. July over This July, compared to last July, sales were down 28%. It, only, it sold about 108,000, which is, you know, not great. So there's definitely a for concern with the 3DS. The Wii U, on the other hand, is on the up and up. Uh, Thanks to Mario Kart 8 primarily, its software sales are up 135% in the first seven months of 2014 versus the first seven months of 2013. And yes, the vast majority of those are strictly Mario Kart. Which is kind of insane if you think about it. That one game is able to boost sales more than double like that. Um, Beyond that, that, the system itself is also up 60% in sales in those first seven months selling around 80,000 units just in this past July, which, um, you know, it's much better than the 40,000, 30,000, 29,000 that we used to report a year ago, six months ago. So it is turning around, there is momentum, but it's still the only, you know, quote-unquote Next Gen system that's selling under 100,000 per month. So there's there's that. Like, uh, Xbox One, I think, is in, like, the 100 teens, and PS4 is, like, 130,000, 140,000. So we use catching. Catching up very slowly, but it's getting there. I mean, honestly, there isn't much to say beyond that with Nintendo's numbers this month. Um, there's clearly still work to be done on how they can, you know, improve 3DS, which really needs it, and Wii, which needs it as well. But the main takeaway is that Mark Cardi is giving Wii U some momentum as Turei and as everyone kind of was hoping it would. And if it can carry it into August, if it can keep those like doubled sales numbers in August, in theory, then it's pretty much smooth sailing because September, you have Hybrid Warriors, October. I mean, you have Bayonetta, November, you have Smash Bros. I mean, theoretically,
1: like, I mean, isn't the fact that Smash Bros. released in October, couldn't that also peak, like, maybe 3DS? cost some Wii U, yeah, 3DS, can that also cost some Wii U sales? Uh, I mean, maybe not a lot, but I feel like... Oh, in
0: anticipation?
1: Yeah, just like, or yeah. like, oh, like I'm, I'm really liking the Smash Bros. for 3DS, might
0: as well get that Wii U now. Yeah, it's possible, actually. I mean, it, that, that'll that be interesting to see when November rolls around and we look back. L E G seems like a good system. Yeah, like, oh gee, I do love this three DS one, I'll just go buy a other system and sit on it for a month until the game comes out. No, but some people do plan ahead and buy ahead. I mean, you said your friend bought a Wii U for Zelda, which is now till twenty fifteen. So yeah. So it's possible, yeah, for sure. Um but I think at this point it's just kind of a wait and see sort of deal. I mean the good news is with the momentum the Wii U has, there's no way it's gonna be number one like the Wii was, but it could catch up to GameCube, depending on how the momentum goes. So it's really just a weighing game. Maybe at this even point. to PS four? No. Nah. Ever? Oh well I can hit ten million but PS4 will be at like thirty million by then at the rate it's going. Uh but yeah, I I don't know. It, it's hard to say, we're we'll just got to have to wait and see. But there's we did like the whole thing this um slander bash marketing or something. Oh, like Wii U does what Sony what Playstation don't. Huh? It doesn't have the same ring to it as what Nintendo. don't But Nintendo what Playstation forget to do.
1: <laughs>
0: you should work in marketing. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that, that's a prediction sales corner. It's pretty brief. It's just kind of a number dump and a brief update that, yes, 3DS is still struggling. Yes, Wii U is picking up momentum. And yes, this fall is going to be very interesting to watch. So with that, that's it for the news. Jose, you've been playing Guacamelee. Our whole episode's named after it with our wonderful pun. So why don't you tell us about it? A game of many flavors. Oh, how long have you been saying on that pun? Like, a second. Oh, I was kind of thinking you had it in your back pocket the whole last hour and 40 minutes. I don't have back pockets. Side pocket? Front pocket?
1: Um, Huh.
0: Our podcast has devolved to you <laughs> looking at your pants and seeing if there are pockets. They're shorts. They're like... Oh. Shorts it would work? Well, you know, shorts are a type of pants. If you think about it. So I wasn't wrong. So, Guacamole <laughs> Super Turbo Championship Edition.
1: Um... Yeah, one of those games I really wanted to get when it was out on the PS3. And you waited. For some reason, I waited. Then this one got announced, and I was like, oh,
0: perfect. That, that was your reaction when we talked about it on the show. Like, I mentioned, you're like, oh, oh, oh. Sorry, continue. You started squealing,
1: essentially. Um, now, when people describe this game as a Metroidvania game, it's as Metroidvania as you can possibly get. <laughs> like, you can't, you don't go, like, three minutes of any environment without seeing something that you know you're going to have to come back to later because it's through a means that you don't have access to right now. Sure. So like you'll see these red blocks. Oh, I can't get to them. You get this uppercut ability that to get through them. Oh, no, I see green blocks. Okay, I know at some point I'm going to learn this green ability to let me get through them. Eventually you learn like five, six different ones so that you just traverse the level through ways that you can't get through before. And I mean... Sure, it's a Metroidvania game, and I've played lots of those kind of games already, but, I don't know, the film is really well-made. Sometimes you forget it's an, an indie game. Like, right. it's just so polished, and all the characters, um... Well, I don't know, I mean, the story is pretty... I don't know, I guess it's straightforward, but the designs of the enemies, I just really, really like them.
0: Well, that's like a luchador thing going, right?
1: Um... Yeah, it, it's like, well, I mean, they're. they're I don't think a whole Mexican theme, if anything. Well yeah, yeah. But um yeah, like your main character is a luchador, but just um I don't know I don't know how to describe the art style. It's like um simp- very simplistic and edgy, but very it pops a lot. And um I don't know, this is a really like probably one of my favorite design characters there is um this character just called Flamehead. I think <laughs> yeah, very creative, creative name, name. For, from a very creative game. Um the second part not being ironic. Yeah. Um I don't know, it just looks really cool, like, just, like, the, the effects on his head, how it's just moving the whole time, it just looks really cool, or mm-hmm. the effects of the main, um, yeah, I guess the main female antagonist, not the main main villain, but, like, her hair is always waving too, him, it just looks like, really cool. Like, they put a lot of attention to detail, like, into all the animations, and it just, I don't know, it's just, like, oozing with personality, it just looks really, really nice.
0: So you did say that it's very Metroidvania, but it also has Melee in its name, is it, like, combat-heavy Metroidvania, or is it really more exploration than combat? It
1: it I guess about to like categorize them, it'd be platforming, then comboing, then no comboing. Sorry, platforming, then combat, and then exploring.
0: Oh, okay, so it is more actiony than than y Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, because
1: everything is kind of divided into, I guess, I guess rooms. Okay. Like, like you yeah. run into a room, you you can't leave the room or do anything until you beat up all the enemies in there. And then you're like, okay, I have to get to the top of this room. So you figure out a way to get to the top, then you fight some more enemies, figure out a way to get to the next area. It's like a lot of stop and go. Sure. But the combat is really simple, but really fun. You're mostly just like pressing A a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, the different the different combinations in which you can press A, like you could like hit your enemies up and then follow it up with an uppercut, and then jump and then grab them and then throw them at another enemy. Like I don't know, they they keep it. Fresh, and they're always introducing like new elements. Like,
0: Guacamole like, keeps, keeps it fresh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. You do a lot of creaming of enemies, and you know how very creamy enemy. And like avocados, they don't last long. Their freshness.
0: Okay, that was exactly a pun. Ball, take it. That's kind of a mess. It, yeah, it was a comparing. metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
1: it's a short game. But um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you meant the short game to what you said, not to the map. Mem- like I didn't yeah. make the me- I didn't make the pun. Cause it's a short game. <laughs> I know what you meant, but that's how it came across. Good yeah. sorry. Anyway, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Your awkward silence makes it <laughs> so. Some...
1: Well, I kind of lost my train
0: of thought. Sorry, sorry. Because of you. Sorry.
1: sorry. Um, oh, as yes, I was saying, so, like, the game is always introducing new elements, they're introducing new types of enemies all the time that can only be hit a certain way. Sometimes that resists an attack you just learned, or that can only be hit after a certain combos. And sometimes, in addition to introducing new enemies, they'll introduce. New ways you can only approach enemies. Like, sometimes they're just kind of... Not lazy, but just like, like oh, okay, this enemy's glowing green, which means I can only cause damage to him once I hit him with my green move, or he's blue, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Oh, they're color-coded? They have, like, a fourth field around them. okay. And the fourth field is And color-coded. you have one for
0: your attacks that matches? Because you said there's a green attack?
1: Yeah, because there's, um...
0: You didn't, men- you didn't mention this, right? I'm not...
1: No, I, I, okay. I, I kind of did, like, um, the... Like, when I mentioned, like, red blocks that you have to hit with your uppercut or like oh I didn't realize block. I didn't realize
0: that the, 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 the attack those, color coded those the
1: correspond block. with attacks like you'll learn an uppercut that when, while you're doing it your arm kind of like you leave like a red glow okay and okay. then you'll learn there's a green move that's like a body slam and it leaves like a green glow and then you'll learn like a straight punch that leaves like a blue glow so gotcha that's how you pretty much get the color coding
0: right okay that makes sense
1: and then in addition to that like just on top of all of that like just backtracking and finding like um hidden like life expander there's like energy tanks essentially from metroid and Mm -hmm. like other energy things that increase the number of um like special attacks you can use like those uppercuts that i mentioned you can't just spam them because they're really powerful you can only use like maybe three or four at a time before you have to wait for them to like recharge Mm -hmm. and you could find ways to expand that kind of like your missile expansions but um was I getting at? I already forgot.
0: And this time I didn't even interrupt you. Yeah,
1: you didn't. You actually did a good job of that.
0: Okay, I'm not that bad. Uh -uh. We're going to get a comment from someone like, yes, you are.
1: (laughs) Wow, I really lost my train of thought. Well, I guess I'll just get into something else. Um, One of the nice things about this game is that it's also co-op. You can play it in all co-op. I played, like, maybe the first hour or so without in co-op with my brother, but then after that I just played the rest of it by myself.
0: Is is it both on the TV or like one on the gamepad one on the TV? Both on the TV. Does gamepad do anything?
1: It acts as the map. Well, that's useful. I mean, the map is pretty helpful. Metroidvania game. I mean, um, I played maybe like actually, ever since I stopped playing co-op, I've only played exclusively on the gamepad. And to Mm -hmm. use the map, you have to press minus, which I guess would be normal if you were playing on the PS3 or whatever. Yeah, it'd be select or whatever. Yeah, and um, yeah, having a second screen definitely is more convenient. I still didn't go to TV just because I just like playing on the gamepad.
0: Right. Some games feel better suited for the gamepad. Yeah. Like, smaller games. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, especially for, yeah. Oh, and I don't remember what I was going to say. I guess on top of, like, having the combat, the exploration, the platforming, mm-hmm. you also have dimension swapping. It's, like, oh. not as drastic as, like, say, A Link to the Past where, like, terrain completely changes and the types of enemy to fight changes it's a little more straightforward where you'll see like a glowing part, like a glowing platform uh-huh. or you just see like little particles, like little shiny dust. And then when you swap dimensions, a platform will appear right there and where there was a platform, maybe that'll turn to shiny dust. Right. Like it's pretty obvious what will become a platform or what will become a barrier and what doesn't. Like you'll see the silhouette. Sure. So you'll know like, okay, I'll jump, then do my uppercut to stay in the air and then I'll activate the pl- the dimensions be need to land on the platform and like so forth.
0: So but, it's just a light puzzle element that adds.
1: Yeah, but that's like mainly where the platforming comes in. It's mostly just trying to figure out how to traverse all these like really skinny platforms without dying while having to double jump, uppercut, dodge. Like there's a dodgy mechanic in the game. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you have to like jump at like I guess a like a bramble, just a bunch of bramble. Like a plant like a bunch of Plants with thorns. You mm-hmm. just have to like okay. jump yeah. through it while dodging, and then doing another attack, so that you could like continue moving through the air and mm-hmm. then dodging again, all while keeping your dimension swapping intact. Right, right. And yeah, I don't know. The game just.
0: Like you also rhythm to gang to it.
1: Yeah, it moves very fast, and like you get powers. Pr- like very often, you also get, like, um, I guess kind of like I said, like, you get the enemy, you get the moves, you get, I don't know everything just happens fast like mm-hmm. you're learning a new move before you know it. like even the game makes like a joke at it like the game has a very no it has a very nice sense of humor it makes fun of everything to itself so, mm-hmm. like at some point they're just like, like like oh here's this new move i didn't have a, a name for it so just call it the the charging derp derp or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. and this is like what they call it
0: and, and they also love video game references, right? I've seen screenshots of a Metroid uh, reference and a this reference. A yeah, like, reference. Um,
1: literally, like, every power you get, you have to do it by destroying a Chozo statue, which is, the from statue Metroid. from Metroid. Yeah. And, but they call them Chozo. And, oh, and I guess, like, going back to the Mexican theme, like, I guess the side of references, like, everything is super, like, the music is, like, all, like, mariachi. Like, of course. They, they have, like, the typical, like, da 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 I don't know, like, everything is, like, there's a lot of tequila drinking in the game. <laughs> or a lot of, like, tequila buck barrels. Right, right. But, I don't know, I mean, as far as references go, I mean, yes, there are a ton of them. There's a ton of Metroid references. There's Donkey Kong. There's, like, every kind of reference you could think of for a bunch of indie games also. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, like, I feel like I've already reached that point. That point where, when, I don't know, like, I don't even, I guess I don't really see ref When a indie game or any games, co- like, now coming out reference older games that doesn't even feel special just feels like oh because they all do it yeah
0: yeah like it uh, doesn't even uh, it's like it lost its novelty because everyone did nintendo's even milking their own self-referencing a little too much every mario game has like an 8-bit reference i'm like yeah we get it
1: yeah it's just i don't know doesn't even feel it just feels kind of lazy it's like oh you're just throwing this yeah you're just you're just throwing a reference in it just it's just all it feels like right i mean i'm not gonna say it wasn't a it wasn't well done because they kept to their art style so it was like oh the Wreck-It Ralph would look in this art style or Donkey Kong but I don't know
0: they have a a Wreck-It Ralph reference that's a bit more creative no one does that
1: yeah oh that's cool yeah I don't know I I guess I'm just kind of like you're over it I'm kind of over like references I mean the only acceptable kind of references now is just like like I mean Smash Brothers is like a game built on references Mm -hmm. but that's like kind of different it's like a museum yeah, it's a it's a it's museum not, that you beat up. Yeah, it's not like like oh my god, like I don't know, this is probably the one that just kinda not so much made me cringe, but kinda made me go like uh like where they use the like oh your princess is in another castle. Like <laughs> yeah. ah, I've just heard that so many times already. Yeah. Like in I don't know. Like, like in everything? <laughs> yeah, like Super Meat Boy, Brave, like every game just does that now.
0: Yep. Yep. I've seen that a lot too. Yeah. But so besides the references, it sounds like it's a fun game.
1: Oh yeah, I mean I would still highly recommend it. It's really fun. Doesn't it stay its welcome. It has a bunch of um has a lot of replayability. You could definitely go back and like do a, do, yeah. do a lot of the side quests. You could try to buy different outfits that just to mess around with. I don't know. It's cool. How much is it? Fourteen bucks. Fourteen
0: ninety nine I guess. Oh so fifteen? Yeah. Yep. So the same as Gunvolt, actually. Yeah, the same yeah. as Gunvolt. How how have you, how long is it? Um... A I little, mean, that doesn't always matter for something like this. A little though. under five hours. Oh, so... I mean, given the production value... That well, like I mean, I price.
1: I kind of marathoned it, and... I don't know. I mean, I was playing on the standard difficulty, and usually I try to play on the hardest, but... Right. For this one, I just... for you some just reason to play it. Yeah, I just wanted to play it. And it felt a little too easy at times. There were, like, maybe one or two moments that were really hard, but, I mean, mm-hmm. the game... There, you don't have lives. You don't have game over, so... When you die, you start right where you left off, and oh, and you also regain your health as you play, so you're gonna you're not gonna struggle for too long.
0: So it's you, a game for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's it's an awesome game, and I'm really glad I got it, and I'm glad I waited. Right, right. So, I cool. mean, even the title. I mean, I I kind of appreciate the title just because it's referencing all the Street Fighter experience, yeah. But then, yeah, what's the full title again? Um, Wakamele Super Turbo Championship Edition. It's pretty good. But it's then, not quite as good. But then as Capcom
0: a, themselves made their own yeah. Dead Rising thing, which kind of just topped it. And I was like, you know. Yeah, the Dead Rising title is single-handedly the best video game title I've ever seen. I think I tweeted that when they announced it at E3. But it's, it's so great. I'm trying to remember what the full title is. It's like... And by trying to remember, I mean I'm looking it up. It's Dead Rising 3... Yada, 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 yada. I don't remember what it's called.
1: Alpha, it's a, they, literally every subtitle they ever made to any Street Fighter game is in there.
0: Yes, here we go. The full name is Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 Arcade Remix Hyper Edition EX plus Alpha Prime. Best title ever. Although Guacamole is a pretty good pun on its own. Yeah, I love the name Guacamole. Guacamole is great, and we've had so much fun with that name this episode. But, so you recommend it overall, it sounds like. Yeah. Cool. And, and, uh, yeah. And you could turn into a chicken at will. Well, well, that should have been the selling point up front.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's also the, kind of like your Morph Ball. So you do see, like, a lot of, like, Metroid similarity, Metroid influences.
0: Yeah. But I could, like, let's take Metroid, throw it down, put it in Mexico, and replace the Morph Ball, which is this high-tech thing with a chicken. <laughs> yeah. But it's the cool th- that it's a good game, because it, uh... Yeah, Nintendo's been featured I mean, it kind it, of It, it, it could have so. easily
1: been, like, bleh. a blood game that's just, like, referencing stuff just to reference stuff and right. whatever, but, you know, it was, it's just so well-made. Like, everything, like, the production quality, the production values are just so high. It's crazy.
0: Like, it, it's... That's it's, the best type of indie game. Why? Ones that, like, feel as polished as a, like, major publisher game.
1: Yeah, like, this could have easily come from, like, I don't know, yeah, a major publisher. Like, this could easily yeah. be, like, could have passed for, like, a A game. I don't know. Like, right. it just looks that good.
0: Yeah, and yeah, it still has the charm and personality of an indie game.
1: Yeah, pretty much you could tell it's an indie game because of all the
0: references. <laughs> right, you're one that beef, yeah. But uh, I guess beyond Guacamole, that 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 does it for this episode, doesn't it? Um, yeah, we we uh that we had a lot to say about very few number, very little number of things. So thanks as always for listening. Something um, about
1: nothing. Yeah,
0: I mean, I had a ten minute rant about uh, Mega Slowbro. That's how you know this episode was a special one. And uh, as always, we thank you for listening to the episode and the show as a whole. Um, if you have any comments about anything we talked about, or if you want to tell us the one time you did really LOL, you can do so by going to RamNintendo.com and leaving a comment on episode 78, past the Guacamelee. Uh I also encourage you, we also encourage you, to follow us on Twitter at RamNintendo, so you don't miss any future updates. And uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes because our next update, our next episode is coming on September seventh. And we're gonna have Gunvolt Impressions. We're gonna have the Pokemon news, our assessment of the big Pokemon news. And as I was saying during the course of the episode, I feel like we're due for a Nintendo Direct. I do you feel entitled for one? I feel like Nintendo owes me one. I feel like as a consumer, I feel like yes, as a consumer and as a fan and as someone who just needs stuff to talk about on the podcast, they owe us. They owe us. So, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about whatever news there is in our next episode. Once again, that's on September 7th. But keep an eye on the site in between because we will have an extra coming up. Could be a new vidbit. Could be... You, ne- you never know. Only way to find out, follow us on Twitter, check the site. We don't even know. We don't know. But, um, but and, and all, as always, if there's any specific uh, thoughts you want to hear from us about gaming, you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm JSR7, also non-gaming. I'm JSR7, he's Wero, W-E-I-R-O, underscore O. That's also Jose's name on Meaver, so if you want a friend or follow him on there. And for me, I am Jason R. on there. So again, thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this very fine-combed episode of Very Few Topics. Uh, is fine-combed a term? Whatever. It is now. And we'll see you in two weeks.